0: This might look like a normal job, but it's not. When hackers infiltrate networks and steal or destroy proprietary data, we're all at risk. Becca used to be a mid-level programmer until she earned a master's degree in cybersecurity online at Grand Canyon University. Now she's setting sophisticated honeypots to lure and catch hackers. What do you think protecting your company looks like? GCU offers over 175 high-quality online programs like this one. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. What's up, everybody? This is Scott Yeager here with another edition of Challenge Mania. This episode is brought to you by Challenge Mania Live, Austin, Texas. That's right, we're coming to hang out with you guys in Austin, Texas, at the North Door on February the 16th, and we are bringing the Young Bucks with us. Nelson Thomas and Hunter Barfield will be our guests. Tickets are available, but going fast at ChallengeManiaTX.com. That's TX. For Texas, I guess for tickets as well. ChallengemaniaTX.com. Get your tickets to come hang out with me, D, Nelson, and Hunter. Who knows if extra guests might be announced, but do not wait. The meet and greet tickets are going fast. 1 p.m. meet and greet, 3 p.m. live show, Challenge Mania Live, Austin, Texas. All right, you didn't come for me. You came for D. So on the line right now. He's John Lennon, I'm Paul McCartney, or, or he's Paul McCartney, I'm John Lennon. Whatever, you get it. We're the Beatles. We have someone from the UK on the phone today. Mr. Derek Kaczynski, how are you?
1: Nice, nice, nice. Yeah, it sounds like, sounds like that Challenge Mania Live Texas, is gonna. it really is going to be like a backdoor wrestling match. So what, well, what you made it sound like, there, I gotta Scott? Give,
0: I got to give somebody, uh, Michelle Lopez, a shout out for... Um, noticing, she actually saw. I know. I know you're very familiar with the very famous Austin 316 shirt that was yeah. the number one wrestling shirt for a decade. Um, I guess she stumbled upon it, and she said her instinct was to correct him and say, "Hey, it's actually Austin 216 because February 16th, 216 is when we are coming to Austin." And she was like, is this a wrestling reference I should know? And I said, it is. And that's actually also a brilliant idea for a promo. So um, I immediately had someone throw together a little Austin 216 parody uh, with our info for the show on it. So you'll see me plugging that over on the Twitter at shot of Yeager. He's at Derek MTV and the Instagram at Scott of Yeager and at Derek MTV. Um, Yeah, that's going to be a good show. We've got two shows on the docket so far. Um, We have Austin, Texas on February 16th, and we have uh, on January the 26th here in New York City, almost sold out, ladies and gentlemen, Challenge Mania Live at Caroline's on Broadway, Challenge Mania Live New York City Part 2 with Susie Meister, who is our guest on the podcast next week, Marie Rhoda, and Kenny Santucci, so the meet and greet is sold out for that, but... There's a few general admission ticks remaining if you want to come and check out the show. And I've told people this who get discouraged when the meet-and-greet sells out. You know, I can't guarantee what what Kenny's going to do, what Susie's going to do. They might have somewhere to be afterwards. Dee and I will linger around. You'll probably be able to catch us at the merch table on the way out, uh, grab a photo with Dee or whatever you want to do. I know Marie likes to linger, too. So do not be discouraged and think, oh, it's all or nothing. I couldn't get the meet-and-greet. I shouldn't go. Come and hang out. I guarantee you won't regret it. And the show itself is going to be hilarious and super fun. Um, so, you know, I, I mentioned it. Who would you – do you have any knowledge of the Beatles whatsoever? Would you rather be John Lennon or Paul McCartney? And feel free to include or not include the fact that one of them is actually alive and the other one isn't.
1: Yeah, I knew that because I actually watched the the movie with uh, – what's his name? Playing John Lennon. He gained all that weight. Um, what's his name? The guy that plays the Joker. In uh, Suicide Squad. Oh, Jared Leto. Jared Leto played jo- play John, John Lennon. Lennon. He played the guy
0: who killed John oh, Lennon. Oh, he did.
1: He did. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. Who would have to the, gain weight to play was, John Lennon? The movie wasn't about John Lennon. The movie was like, all, all you had a, a, it's about, about John It's about Mark David
0: Chapman, like, yeah, the guy who killed John Lennon. yeah. So you'd yeah, rather be Mark story. David Chapman?
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. I'd rather be the sick and twisted actor that gets to do the – weird stuff like mankind. I was just looking up stuff on me. I was just looking up a, a gif. Um, Cause someone said something about, I don't know uh, what's his name. Said something about the Nehemiah podcast. Uh, uh, Tyree said something about the Nehemiah podcast and, and Ty, anytime Tyree comes up in in my head is he brings me back to the island days. I did a challenge with him on the island. Him and Dan Walsh, who I also reached out to, um, who's a a comedian and uh, Dan Walsh, the Danimal. But back then when we lived on the island together, we would do these backyard wrestling matches, like literally power bombs through tables, like straight drink some booze and beat the crap out of each other. Uh, in in the sand, you know what I mean. So uh, yeah, I I like the sick and twisted stuff, but yeah, you could you could you could take your pick, John Lennon, Paul McCartney, either one. Um,
0: well, your yeah. answer was Jared hey, Leto. It sounds like
1: yes, yes. I'd rather I'd rather be playing a, you know, it's not he's not completely playing Deadpool. He's he's not completely like the Joker, but I do like the Suicide Squad. I like I like the gimmick behind it all. It's like they're they're bad but they're good. You know what I mean? Um, but hey, I wanted to, to touch a little bit on on Challenge Mania Lives, like, it's, what's interesting is, is, is we sold out of the New York event, sold out of meet and greet tickets at the New York event, so watch out, Texas, you know, I don't know how fast those are gonna go, because I've already had people, like, you know, reach out to me and be like, hey, meet and greet's already sold out, what the fuck, you know, I was trying to, you know, get up on that, but, uh, you know, like, that that was kind of crazy, so if, if you're, thinking about doing meet and greet tickets in Texas, don't, don't sleep on it. Also, you just never know who's going to pop, pop their heads into this. You know what I mean? It's like the, the challenge community, the, 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 um, the cast members that have sort of just, you know, opened, opened their arms to challenge mania and, in, 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 in conducting in these, these long form interviews, uh, you know, they like to come and hang out, you know, they're, they're, they're just normal people that and, and like having a good time. So you just never know who just wants to hang out that day. Um, so if you're thinking about coming and you're like, uh, I don't know if I like TYB too much, but, you know, Scott's going to be there and he's going to let, you know, He's Scott, Derek's going to let him put a st- steel chair through his head. I'm just kidding. But my point is you just never know who's going to pop up. You don't know what's going to happen. You don't know what the demographics going to bring and and the comedy behind it all. But it's definitely going to be a good time. Um, oh, and and if you're a patron, you you don't know what kind of special things we might have planned.
0: Oh, yeah. well, I, we definitely do that? the patron only photo. That was your idea that we started in, in D.C. We've done two of those so far. So we will get all the patrons together for a patron only photo. That's all in good fun. Um, And if you if you don't know, for the last few events, we have been putting the tickets on sale slightly before for the patrons. So they get like at least a 24 hour heads up to get those tickets and make sure they can be in the building. Because, you know, um, not every show, the meet and greet sells out in a week. But for New York, it did. And we've had a ton of people write us. Hey, is there anything you can do? And here's the reason we can't um, is is that. We have to put a, a cap on the amount of people we see for the meet and greet because we only have a certain amount of time for it. So if you've ever been to one of our meet and greets, you know that you get some quality time with everybody, not just D. But D likes to really get some quality time with you. And I'll look over and D will be taking a picture of you with his phone. And and and, and time and time again, I'm, I'm warning D, hey, we got five minutes left. We got two minutes left. We got to get out of here. So if we added more people than the time allows for, everyone's experience would suffer. So we, we, that's why we put a cap on it. And it has sold out for New York. It probably will sell out for Texas. And it has a tendency to sell out. So, you know, make sure you hop on that. I know a lot of people, a flyer will come out. They'll say, hey, are you going to add anybody? A lot of times we do add people. You've seen that before. Don't wait until that happens. If you want to support Challenge Mania, if you want to come out to the live show, don't wait for your absolute favorite cast member to get added. If you think a couple of weeks later you might say, oh, they didn't get added or right, I still want to go. Well, guess what? The tickets might not be there. So we apologize for that. There's always sometimes, look, I, I, I saw it uh, a couple days ago, someone had purchased a Mean greet ticket from New- for New York, realized they couldn't use it, and they were able to give it to one of those people, sell it probably to one of those people who was clamoring for that Mean greet ticket and got initially sold out. So sometimes closer to the event, other tickets will open up like that, and there is one other way you can be involved in the Mean greet for New York. One other way... I'm not going to get too much into the details, but I will briefly tell you that we are doing another contest with DraftKings, one of the great uh, sponsors that we had towards the beginning of this year. As you guys might remember, we did do a fun free contest where you guys won some Challenge Mania swag packs and t-shirts and all that good stuff. This one, the grand prize is an all-expense paid trip to the Challenge Mania Live of your choosing, and that includes two meet and greet tickets to that show. If you decide to make New York that show, boom. That's your way into the meet and greet. So that's a way, if if you were sold out to the meet and greet in New York and you win this contest, you have a chance of doing that. Uh, It's going to be a really awesome contest. And this is a legit prize that you get as a cash value. So if you don't even want to go to Challenge Mania Live, you can just pocket the money. If you want to go to Austin, you can do that. If you want to go to Chicago, you can do that. Whoops, did I just say that? Stay tuned to the end of the show if you want news on Challenge Mania Live Chicago. Because Chi-Town, we're coming to you too. But next week... On the uh, December 26th podcast, I'll have more detailed info on the DraftKings contest. It will cost a little money to play. I don't know exactly how much, but um, similar to the last contest, you'll get to draft a team from NFL players, and whoever wins will be winning the amount of money needed to fly yourself and put yourself up in the city of your choosing to watch D&I and whoever our guests are to Challenge Mania Live, and it will include two meet-and-greet Tickets to the show, and that includes New York if you choose that one, even though the meet and greet is sold out. So stay tuned for that, D. Exciting stuff.
1: Yeah, and I think one thing you left on, I don't know if you're ready to mention it yet, so I'm not going to. I'll just tease it is that we're always looking to uh, do something, you know, show our appreciation to the patrons. So I think New York may actually have a little something extra for the patrons. I'm not going to say what, but there may be something. That's a little bit more, a little bit more zesty, right? Am I allowed to say that? Did I say too much? I don't know, but we'll,
0: we'll talk about okay. it off air. Okay. So
1: perfect. Perfect. Um, um, Oh, and I just wanted to thank John Hickey for the, uh, for coming on the Patreon last, last week. Yes. Explain um, to
0: everybody who maybe didn't get to see it. So we had a bonus podcast last week. Our guest was John Hickey, who was the best man on the CT wedding special. So talk about that a little bit and that maybe talk about this part two we just saw just a little bit before we get to our guests.
1: Yeah. Well, so John, Johnny Hickey, he's at the Johnny Hickey on Twitter and Instagram is also a filmmaker And, uh, and it, and was CT's best friend growing up and, uh, is now eventually his best man. Uh, Johnny Hickey has one of the most incredible stories coming, coming from that friendship going into prison, being in prison for a while and coming out of it, a filmmaker and CT going to be starring in, in that next movie. Every now and then, if you check out his Instagram, he's shown behind the scenes clips. I have some that I'll show every now and then to, to help promote them. And because I... I I think it's a, it's a compelling story. I, I don't mind backing a guy like that up and, uh, and and he's got good stuff. You know, uh, he has an award-winning movie already out. It's called oxymorons and it's about, uh, the drug epidemic for, um, Oxycontin. And so, um, it's oxymorons is the movie. You can get it on Amazon. I think it's, it's on Hulu. It's, you can, you can find it just Look for it. Oxymorons. It's it's it's
0: probably on your on your TV for free somewhere, and they're on demand. So Amazon um, Prime is where you can watch it if you're an Amazon Prime member. It, you can watch the the movie for free. It, and the
1: and the reason why I thought that was a special for for uh, for us and our Patreon community is because it was more of like a very private personal conversation that, you know, really was a movie while he was explaining his life. And it leads into, you know, his friendship with CT and, uh, and, and behind the scenes of the wedding and the wedding special behind the scenes of, um, this movie, their friendship prison. And, uh, and, and, and as far as the the CT, so, so as far as the CT special goes, you know, I, I didn't see how emotional Lily got before, you know, cause we were just sitting out there waiting, you know? Um, but I did see how emotional CT was, uh, the entire time, uh, you know, while, while he waited to, you know, say his vows and during the vows, he was, he, he, the, the, the nonverbal communication was, was unbelievable. He was touching her, holding her hand. He's trying to kiss her a few times. It was, it was very, very emotional. He, it seemed like he had tears in his eyes the entire time, you know, it was a CT that I'd never seen before. And it really showed how much he loved her and, uh, you know, what a special bond that they have. So, um, I'm glad I was, you know, uh, we, I was able to be there and experience it and, uh, meet his friends and his family. It was, it was a, it was a beautiful, beautiful time. And, uh, I'm glad he was able to, you know, have that happen for him on, on TV. And it was, you know, it just shows how how important C.T. is to the MTV
0: family. You know what I mean?
1: For them to do that.
0: I want to talk about some of the wardrobe choices for some of the guests over at the wedding. I don't know if you noticed, but Shady Shane was rocking the Shane tank top from the Challenge Mania shop in one of the scenes. And I thought that was hilarious and amazing. And I think, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, the first time an item from the Challenge Mania shop has been on national television so slow clap to the lavender lady himself Shane Landrum and if you want one of those tank tops or if you want any of the Challenge Mania merchant swag, ChallengeMania.shop is the place to go. Probably not arriving in time for Christmas, but as I always say, what's better than a gift after Christmas? You think all the gifts have stopped and they keep on coming? We got the new Devil's Advocate stuff. I know you love those, D. We got Marie Rhodas, you're corny. We got Kayla Casillas, I can do it. Devin, let's go. A ton of the people that are nominated for Challenge Mania Awards you can get their swag over at challengemania.shop. We got some get down to the needy-greedy, put a bow on it, lots of fun stuff. And speaking of the Challenge Mania Awards and speaking of stuff coming right after Christmas, next week... Wednesday, December the 26th. Our guest is Susie Meister, a two hour plus podcast where we will go through all the nominees for the Challenge Mania Awards, discuss our thoughts on them and the year that was with Miss Brain Candy herself. It's going to be a lot of fun. And that is when the voting will open up to the patrons. If you're a patron over at patreon.com slash challenge mania, like our man Brett Pick is, you can become a voter for the challenge mania awards you will get the ballot next wednesday you have one week to vote it will expire the following week which is january the 2nd at around 11:45 p.m but you got a nice week to sign up if you want or vote if you can sign up today and become a patron any level of patron if you are a patron you get a ballot you get a vote you get a say in the challenge mania awards so lots of fun stuff um D, let's get to our guest and and who is on the show. Um, Nobody really knew she was coming on, which, you know, not necessarily how we like to do it always. But, you know, when we do feel like when there's something like a time difference with the UK and, you know, one of our appointments with her already kind of fell through. We feel like uh, maybe this isn't going to happen. We don't want to let you guys down and throw something out there. Hey, guess who's coming on? And then it falls through. So we did keep this a little close to the vest. But What's better than a holiday surprise, D, Miss Kaylee Morris is on the show, one of the uh, brightest young rookies on the challenge this year. Made her debut on Vendettas, um, obviously had an early exit on that show, and then came back and came in sixth place with her partner, Cam. Not her initial partner, but her eventual partner, Cam, on the final reckoning. Kaylee Morris, who has done, I think, three, four seasons or something like that, of X on the Beach in the U.K., which... I, so they're they're on season ten of that show, so that's like the uh, the Matlock of of the UK over there. It's not just like a show that we've just started over here and has one and a half seasons or two seasons. That is a franchise show over there in the UK. She's been on Big Brother over there in the UK. Um, so Kaylee Morris is on the show to talk to us today, D. Yeah,
1: I I love being able to meet people like this that you know we've never met before, and is just absolutely more enthusiastic than you thought like you really get to understand why they get chosen to do these shows i mean she is the perfect cast member and you know unfortunately i think she gets a bad rap uh has it doesn't have you know the best um like she, she 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 hasn't come across as being you know this you know, saint or angel, you know what I mean? She's, she, I feel like she's got a little bit of a bad rap so far. And I think this is going to change some people's minds. Um, so that, that, that's why, that's why I'm for interviews like this, this is why I, I'm glad challenge mania exists. It's, it's because she gets to tell her side of the story that, you know, we've never, we would never get unless challenge mania existed. So, um, but it's, it's still a roller coaster, you know, she's, Very open with, uh, you know, who she is and what she's done and why the bad rap, you know, but bad rap or not, you understand why she's on TV.
0: Yeah, I think the only time someone has used the words Kaylee and saint in the same sentence is if she attended a football game in New Orleans, and the only time someone's calling her an angel is if she's attending a baseball game in Anaheim or Los Angeles. So
1: Or 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 caroling with kids hungover.
0: Yes, we will get to that, but I will say this does <laughs> open the door to be another one of these challenge mania episodes where you have a cast member who I think a lot of people might have developed thoughts on based on her time on the show. Some of the things she said on social media and whatnot, but I do think that this ninety minutes we get with Kaylee might change some opinions on her or at least give people an added look at her that you might not get just from following her on Instagram or watching her on the challenge or any limited um, views you might have gotten uh, of her from other interactions with Miss Morris. so please let her hear it if you enjoy her on the show. you can hit her up on Twitter. she is k Morris x. On Twitter And uh, please let her know You liked her on Challenge Mania Let us know if you like her Or any of our episodes On Challenge Mania Once again I'm at Scott of on Twitter At Scott of on Instagram He is At DerekMTV On all platforms You can catch us on Facebook Facebook.com Slash Challenge Mania Podcast And Uh patreon.com slash challenge mania the only way to wait to vote for the challenge mania awards coming at you next week december the 26th Susie meister is our guest and stay tuned we're gonna get to kaylee morris now but stay tuned at the end of the episode if you're good if you're subscribing if you're rating if you're reviewing there's no way for me to know that you're doing that but if you're doing that in jest and in spirit then and you listen to this episode all the way through at the end maybe just maybe we will let you in on a little secret that we're coming to the great state of illinois your home state chicago we'll tell you all about it at the end of the show but for now let's go across the pond you ready mccartney you ready mr lennon we're not bringing mark david chapman with us d we're not bringing jared leto but we're going across the pond to talk to kaylee you ready oh we need to bring jared leto
1: Hey! Thanks so much.
2: It's okay. You're welcome. You finally caught me.
1: Yeah. That wasn't too bad. That wasn't too. That wasn't too bad. Oh, oh actually, actually, it was
2: a nightmare though because I didn't realize I was getting dragged to some choir thing. Hung the shit over. Like, can you imagine having to listen to like a load of kids singing choir songs for three hours in the freezing cold? As like, I can't be doing a podcast right now.
1: No, I thought you. To be honest with you, I thought you were lying. I was like, no. How, I was like, oh, I was like, no. I was, there's got. I was like. There's no way no, singing Christmas carols <laughs> and being like I can't make it
2: because <laughs> I'm singing Carolus. <I'm> <laughs> no, that is not realistic at all. I'm, I basically my friends got children and they were like if we've come out with you on a fucking Sunday night then you can at least come out and like support the kids for the choir and I was like, "Oh my god, let's see how I'm over I am." Anyway, My friend Lily ended up coming back with me, so I was like, right, let's go to yours, get changed, let's go, and let's get this over and done with, and then I totally forgot about the podcast.
0: Well, look, (laughs) even if it is a lie, it's a pretty damn good one, and I think if you're going to go to the lengths to come up with an elaborate lie like that, more power to you, so whichever it is. Listen,
2: I'm not clever enough to come up with lies like that because I forget things, and I wouldn't remember what lie I told, so I would have told you a different one probably like two hours later. So that's just <laughs> not me. Like, I can't do it. This is why I'd rather just tell you the truth regardless of stupid today. It's because it's just, like, it's just easier. Well, you
1: know, in, in, in passing, you know, via DM, because, so for every, all, everyone listening at home, because we're just recording now. Uh, oh.
2: <laughs> she, you me, God.
1: She, we, we were supposed to do this podcast yesterday, and she was like, <laughs> she was like, ah, it's something along the lines of hungover and caroling. And I was like... <laughs> Oh my gosh! Totally just made you that. You must shit have up. thought this girl's fucking crazy. <laughs> I was like, you don't have to do. I was like, you don't have to. It's it's audio only. Like, you don't have to get dialed up or anything. You can just. Oh, is that why you said that? So I didn't. If I look like shit, you wouldn't actually see what I look like anyway. Oh, well, because no, because it, I'm sure you never look like shit for the record. <laughs> but just so you know, like people have. I, I have. I, I when we started doing this. Like people would just like get all dolled up and 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 get ready, you know, oh, to do really? uh, to do a podcast. Like because um, they
0: didn't know it was audio, not because they're just pretentious oh. and need to look their best. <laughs> they would get all ready to go, and then they'd set it up, and then they'd be like, "Oh, this isn't video," and we'd be like, "No," and they'd be like, "Oh well, I hired a makeup artist." Yeah.
2: Oh, that sounds exactly like me, though. To be fair, <laughs> I was like, "Fuck."
1: I was like, she's totally probably thinks that like you know no. and I like you're hung over, like you really don't want to talk. You better just crawl up under the blankets. I I I know about <laughs> it and not talk
2: to anybody. And peek peek your head out every now and then. Watch. Oh no! When See I'm hungover, I need to be around everyone. I want everyone to give me attention. I want to tell everyone all my stories from the night before. Like I love to talk to people when I'm hungover. But listening to children carol singing, it's not my thing. But I had to take one for the team. Well,
0: look, and that's what to do. <laughs> we appreciate you going wow. from choir mania to challenge mania <laughs> and joining us today, um, Derek. Sometimes I like to give people like a proper intro. Derek just likes to go right into She's it naturally. In so. There. So we're already in it to win it. Kaylee Morris is on the show, everybody, if you haven't figured that out quite yet. Um, uh, where are you talking to us from? You're all the way across the pond. Where exactly in England are you? And this is Scott, by London. the way. This is Hi, Scott.
2: Scott. Hi, how
0: are you? Nice to meet you. Kaylee. <laughs> I'm very well
2: I know. Thanks for the intro, Derek.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> I'm. I'm in London. I'm in literally central London.
0: Wow, that's amazing. Dude. So you're and you're is it yeah. six hours ahead of us, right? On the East Coast? Yeah.
2: I'm, yeah, so I'm six hours
0: ahead
2: of you, yeah. Wow. Five, five. Five hours, oh, five. five hours, okay. Five.
0: okay. Well, we five appreciate you making thing. the time for us on, on what I believe is your Tuesday evening here. Um, well, <laughs> you know, it's, it's great having folks like you on the show who are new to the challenge world, but, you know, have this illustrious TV career in the UK already, something that, you know, kind of gets – Explain to us in shorthand. Oh, she was on this show, X on the Beach, which now we understand a little bit better because we have had the U.S. version out here. Yeah. But give us your your sort of, you know, intro into reality television, what you set out to do with your you know initial career ambitions and how you got cast on that initial season of that show, if that was the first show you did.
2: Yeah, so X in the Beach Series 2 was the first show I actually ever done. Um, I was in my fashion job at the time when the production came into my shop. And basically, I thought they were just scouting me because I looked great, I sounded great. And I was with a customer and this guy, Tao, came up to me who was in the production at the time. He was casting for people. He was like, hey, you look the part, like you look and sound great. Have you ever thought of doing TV? And I was like, um... No, I actually haven't. Like, I live, eat, breathe my job, so I've not thought about doing anything else. He was like, look, our office is around the corner. Why didn't you pop in, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, no, like, it's not for me. Anyway, he came back in a few days later. He was like, look, you know, please just come in. Like, you literally fit the description we want. Like, we can just have a quick chat, da, da, da. Went over to the to the office. I sat down. There was a camera in front of my face, but I'm quite confident anyway. Like it didn't bother me. They asked me about like my exes and how my dating life is at the moment. My dating life is always a roller coaster. I mean, as you probably can see already, and <laughs> nothing's changed since then till now. So I was like, my dating, my dating my, Like I'm in a relationship, but technically. I think I'm in the relationship, but he doesn't think he is. So (laughs) technically he is mine, but technically to him he's not. So I don't really know what's going on. Anyway, that was obviously a scream to them. She's a fucking psycho. So they were like, you'd be great for this show. (laughs) And I was like, oh, what show is it? They were like, it's a devious dating show. I was like, oh, my God, cool. I'm just not going to tell my boyfriend who thinks who I think is my boyfriend. I was like, I'm just not going to tell him. Anyway, I said goodbye to my boyfriend the day that I left to go on X in the Beach. I told him I was going away, but to some, like, TV show where we all just go on an island and have fun and just get recorded. Obviously, back then, like, five years ago, it wasn't, like, people didn't know about X in the Beach. It wasn't a thing. And I get there, and the first night, obviously, Kaylee gets drunk and Kaylee gets reckless, and I kiss a guy, and then I... End up kicking off him because he tells me how many girls he slept with, and I think that's a liberty. Do you and remember the next, what
0: the number was? What was the number?
2: It was like hundred and something, and I was like, literally, I was in the, I was in the hot tub, and that this is the scene. I'm literally, he tells me how many girls he slept with, and my face goes from like zero to hundred real quick, and I'm like, get the fuck out of here! You're a dirty dog. Da, da, da. So then he leaves, and then the next day, the guy who I left in my house who I said bye to, rocks up on the beach. And I'm like, um, excuse me, why are you here? I was like, I didn't know that you was part of this. Like, what is this? But he obviously knows that I'm a psycho. He knew exactly how to play me. He knew I was madly in love with him. He came onto the beach and said that I was a crazy ex-girlfriend. I didn't leave him alone. I haven't seen him for six months. And basically, I'm a walking disaster. So I was like... (laughs) <laughs> crying i was like i'm not filming anymore like this is not for me i literally spent the whole four weeks crying i got locked up for 3 days in hibernation away from everyone else cuz i wouldn't eat i wouldn't sleep i wouldn't drink i wouldn't do anything cuz i just wanted them to let me go home but obviously to them it's tv gold cuz i'm literally a, a a loose cannon like i don't even know how to react and then Obviously, that was series two. I mean, I come out of it a broken person, but it kind of made me realize, you know, maybe TV is a bit for me, but isn't a bit for me. So maybe if I do go back on TV, I just need to know I need to be a little bit stronger not be connected with someone that I love. And I think that's mine. And then go on a TV show and then they rock up. And then after that, I done another series. So they asked me back for series five, um, which was All Stars. Um, so X in the Beach. I, I don't know if you guys in the UK, in the US, will do this, but we've done series from series one to series five, and then series five, you have All Stars, and then series ten, which I just finished fin- finished filming as well, is another series where they bring back some stars as well. So I've done extra three times, basically. But the second time round was great. It was all stars, but I walked into a villa where everyone hated me. I got my hair ripped out the first night, um, got literally punched up every single day. I mean, it was great, but I mean, obviously not great at the same time. But I mean, it made great TV. And then I'd done Big Brother, but unfortunately I didn't last very long in Big Brother because I threatened to stab someone. So <laughs> <laughs> that is obviously a not acceptable behaviour. And then obviously I, I teared up the diary room. So then they literally locked me up overnight and then told me I was I was going home. And I was like, that's fine, I'm bored anyway. So then that was Big Brother, very short-lived. And then I got asked from Big Brother, which is crazy. That's how the challenge found me. <laughs> they of were like, course this girl's it great. is. <laughs> they're like, oh, she's she's, she's, she's uh, caroling hungover, and, and she's not threatening to stab somebody. Naughty and nice around the Christmas <laughs> season. We want her. I'm literally the sweetest person you will ever meet, but I'm also a crazy bitch and I've had a drink. So from Big Brother, they asked, they found me from Big Brother and but the words were from the challenge where we loved you on Big Brother. We think you'd be great for the challenge. And I was like, our case an american audience i'm starting fresh no one knows me maybe people will like me for a change so i was like let's go into the challenge i obviously couldn't see anything of it before going on to it but i remember being in the hotel the night before and they managed to give us some links just to kind of grasp the the game and like an idea of it i remember watching it and Derek, your fight was one of them with nelson Uh i remember looking at it thinking Oh, my God. I mean, I I don't, I'm all bark, no bite. But all of you Americans are all bite. And I was like, I don't fling any fists or I don't, like, get physical. But you guys get very physical. I was like, I'm going to shit myself because I'm not breaking a nail for anyone. I'll have a dirty mouth, but that's it. Like, I wouldn't go any further than that. So I was thinking, oh, my God, I don't even know if I would do this. I was so unathletic. I hadn't run in about 20 years. I had no clue what I was signing up for. And when I got there... I think I passed out the very first day climbing up the Rock of Gibraltar. I literally, they didn't show it, but I passed out climbing up the Rock of Gibraltar. If it weren't for, if it weren't for, who was it? Nicole Ramos um, coming in behind me, I would have literally been gone the first day.
0: Wow. wow. You would have been the yeah. female Rogan. It's Rogan. I was,
2: Yeah, exactly. I w- would have been two UK people gone first.
0: Ugh. Well, let me. Yeah, okay. So it sounds like you you have a little bit of perspective on it and you, you can admit that, uh, you know, obviously threatening to stab someone is not the way to go. Uh, but just to, <laughs> for our audience, for our audience who probably doesn't have the luxury of being able to go back and watch it. What was it? Can you, got, can you kind of s- set the scene? What was it that caused you to threaten that person? Who was that person? And then what do you say you did to the diary room as well?
2: Okay, so I was up for nomination And because I'm a very vocal Kind of opinionated person I automatically thought Alright, I've done two weeks now in here I'm definitely going to be out Because people are going to vote me out Because I'm vocal Anyway, I got saved And I was so shocked I was like, what is wrong with the public? Like, vote me out for God's sake I can get my paycheck and leave Anyway, that very night, so obviously our bags were all packed because I was up for nomination anyway. So it was perfect timing, really, but my bags were packed. I went into the kitchen, and this girl that was on Ex in the Beach before Chanel was there, and for some reason, I think she just got a little bit hyped that she wanted to create an argument with me. We already didn't really like each other, but nothing had happened in the two weeks that we were there. And she started creating like an atmosphere saying that people were like following me and people were afraid of me and stuff. I mean, have you seen the size of me? No one is afraid of me. Let's just put that straight now. And the girl that she was actually talking to was like five times the size of me, very opinionated, very vocal. So I was like, why are you trying to create something with me when, if you want something, just create it yourself. Don't go around other people. Then it got a little bit heated. She smashed a glass out of my hand. So the reason why I said... I'll, I'll grab a sharp object and stab her with it, it was because the sharp object got smashed out of my hand in the first place. So I was just retaliating. But obviously, they didn't show really the retaliation that what happened to me first. It was just, Katie's just this bad person. She threatened to stab someone. Then she went to the diary room. to. Co- they called me there to try and calm me down. And instead of me calming down, they told me that I was going to be isolated. Now, I don't like to be on my own. I've got like detachment issues. I like to be around someone 24 hours a day. So when you tell me you're gonna put me in a room by myself, that's when no calm's gonna come with me. I'm gonna start going crazy. So then I there was all these plants in the diary room. I shredded them all up. I punched the diary room camera. Like it was just a, I was just a mess. And then they said, "Katie, okay, you're going." And I was like, "Okay, bye."
1: Wow. <laughs> that was it. wow. You know, you know what? You know what's so awesome about this? And I, I know Scott's like, oh, <laughs> Scott's like scared. Scott's
0: scared now, right?
1: He's like, oh my God, she's so bad. <laughs> And in my, I'm thinking she's laughing at everything that's like fucked up, which is comical to me. You know what I mean? And she's dying laughing. Oh, man.
2: Oh, it costed me a lot. Like, my management dropped me when I came out like they didn't know <laughs> how to rescue it. Like, they didn't know yeah. much because really tend to stamp, yeah, it's a crisis and it's like as if I caused World War, like, the New World War, whatever number it is, I don't really know what number it is, but it's like, I caused New World War and for them, they didn't know how to do that damage control so my management dropped me Everything was literally going to plot. I lost my job because, obviously, I'm in a professional job as a manager. I lost my job. And I'm thinking, Kaylee, at what age are you going to grow up? And then they asked me to go to this American show. I was like, oh, okay, let's grow up next year. You're like, like, it's all right. I'll go on
1: the American show. Go fuck some (laughs) shit up. Threaten to stab some people. Destroy some plants. Destroy another. Room. No one's gonna know in England anyway. So at least I could keep my job. Kind of did the
0: opposite, though. Let's be honest, because you you came onto you know your first season of the challenge here vendettas and midway through you're getting your luggage thrown off a balcony you're the one getting ganged up on you're the one deciding to leave because people are treating you unfairly and if nobody had the the beauty of the internet in front of their fingers they would feel bad for you but then if they look you up and they read about the stabbing and the this and the that and the other scenes the other shows you got a lot of people who are like not so fast i'm not so sure that that is all she wrote
2: that, the, the Vendetta thing, I'm glad you asked about that because people think that I was very much like feeling victimised and all this. It really wasn't about that. Like, you've seen me running up them stairs. I was about to fuck some bitches up. Like, I don't care. I'll tackle all of you. I don't care. Like, this, I walked into a house in UK full in a villa in Exeter Beach where all six girls attacked me and I still walked in there willingly and confident enough to be like, yeah, come on, let's have it then. Like, what, which one first? Do you know what I mean, like, it's that, I don't care about things like that, but. When I walked into the challenge, I got on with everyone. So why so why create something for nothing? And that's that, That's probably why I lasted so long. It's because my social game was so good. But if i have not, I'm not going to, I know TV is meant to be entertaining, but I'm not going to, you know, purposely go out there and create feuds for no reason, and which I didn't. The whole Bananas thing, which let's just clear that up, it wasn't filmed, but he literally grabbed me in the toilet and started kissing me. And I was just like, oh, my God, what the fuck are you doing? Like, this is disgusting. After that happened, I told one person, which was Kyle, big mouth bollocks, who went and told fucking everyone, including Devon. And obviously that stemmed because me and Nelson were having a thing. Now, when I decided to leave, it wasn't because the girls ganged up at me. It was because I'd already done the mistake of fucking shit up and big brother and ruining my reputation back home where it was hard to get that back if I'm going to start fucking up things in America and start fighting with people and getting physical and smashing things up it wasn't going to end I'm literally just creating another problem just in another country so I was like you know what this is not for me I don't want to be fighting I don't want to be smashing things up like I know they what they done to my things damaging my things I would have wanted to do something back not sober but definitely drunk and I know I would have done it so in my eyes, I was like, why stay to just be that person that's going to just be a problem? I just don't want to do it. So then I thought, you know what, I'm just going to leave. It wasn't, I'm not here saying I was a victim because I can stand up for myself just as much as anyone else in that house. It was nothing about that. And obviously me and Kayla are sweet now. Like there's nothing, and, and Jemmy, like we're all cool. But I knew it would have been, but at the time, I, the people, the challenge people take it so fucking personally and passionate about the game I was like, mate, I just want a holiday. Like, that's all I want. I don't care about the challenges. I don't care about competing. I just want to have some sun and just drink. But my mentality was different to this. That's why it's like, you know what? You carry on with your game, and I'm just gonna go home and try and rescue my reputation. (laughs) (laughs) Scott, you want to know what's really funny about this too?
1: Is that you know we had we had Nehemiah on the other day. You don't know who, you wouldn't know who this is, uh, Kayla. This is someone that was on the challenge uh, many many years ago. Uh, People love hearing from from past cast members. Anyway, we had him on. We started talking about what like you know, the typical cast member is nowadays and you know, do they go out there and, and try to be good TV? Do they have this like, you know, this this, uh, this ga- Yeah, this like game plan. I'm gonna hook up with three chicks, make them fight over me, whatever the case may be. I'm gonna go in and, you know, and so call and- it the
0: Kyle. We'll just
1: call it the Kyle. Yes, yeah, the Kyle. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, we'll say we'll we'll call do we'll we'll pull a Kyle. We'll look to, to start a fight with somebody or get them to hit me or something along those lines. Like, yeah. You know, so nowadays we're thinking. I I started doing these things when I was 19 years old, almost 15 years ago, right? Yeah. And I didn't have that mentality. I didn't I didn't care. I didn't I didn't. I just went and wanted to play. You know, same yeah. thing. Drink. Drink, and, you know, p- play hard, party hard. That was just kind of like what I did. I didn't, like, have this, like, M.O. I didn't have this, like, this is what I was going to do. And yeah, me but that's plan. what it is
2: these days, though. But, like, people, people that want something out of it plan going in there. And for me, like, you can't plan going into something you have no idea what you're walking into anyway, for starters. But... For me, I just thought it's a vacation. I thought I was going to America. I was really pissed when I found out I was going to Spain. Like that was that's the start of that. I was like, this is only going downhill from here. It's like two hours away from the UK. It was like, what is this? I've been to Marbella before, I've been to Spain before. Why are we here? I thought I was going to USA. So that was a downfall. But then I thought, you know, I'm just gonna enjoy it. But I've seen it not so much in vedettas, but definitely in final reckoning. I've seen people plotting situations. Where to create something to then make up to create storylines and to create airtime and I'm like, how do you even think of this shit? Like, because they've like, been doing it for a long
1: time. Me? No, no, no. It's and I, and I and and it's got to be coming from people. Well, actually, I don't really know, but I would imagine that it's the trained professionals that are like, oh, yeah. you know what? This is gonna be good. This would probably make good TV. And those are like trained, you know, like your Johnnies and stuff like that. Yeah. But but what my point was is that. Scott, listening to her story, this is not somebody that's going out there and looking for camera time, okay? It it is just happening, and her emotions are blowing up in front of people's eyes. What caused those girls to throw your suitcase over the balcony? I have no clue, but you going nuts is like TV gold, you know what I mean? I don't
2: think you planned that. You no, can't. no, You're like, I no, want to save my reputation. <laughs> I'm listening. <laughs> nothing I do on Tally is planned, and this is why I'm s i am I always get told every time I meet someone, even today in my shop today, someone says, Oh my god, you look exactly like Kaylee Morris from X and the Beach, but she's crazy. I'm like wow that is me she's like oh my god no you're so calm I'm like because when I'm in a situation and I mean you you've seen probably half of the shit that's been all over the internet like recently or the last few weeks I'm if I'm in a situation where it's heated I don't know how to control my emotions and this is the problem drunk or sober I can be I can literally go from zero to 100 so quick I try not to, by all means, but this is why I keep getting asked back to TV shows because I'll go in there saying I'm a new girl. On Series 10, where we've just come back from filming next the I said I'm a new person. I'm not going to kick off at one person. I've changed. I've grown up. I'm 30 now. What's the first thing I do the second I get there? <laughs> Literally, kick off as someone and just can start going, having a big tantrum. I'm like, when am I going to grow up? And when am I going to change? Like I tell myself, but I just don't listen to my own advice. It's just something that happens. It's, I, I do apologize in advance for anything I do, but it's just very unfortunate. I just don't think before I react.
0: Does kick off mean what we in America would call <laughs> get into a fight, or what we would call like hook no, up with? No, I don't
2: get into. No, I don't get into fights. Like. I think that's one thing I, I get fighted on. <laughs> like, I get punched and, and things, but I don't actually fight back. I don't like fighting. I mean, it's not something I really enjoy doing. It's not something that's nice to watch anyway. I've just got a very foul mouth. Like, that's just that God must, God's honest truth. And when I'm in an argument, I can really say the nastiest things to someone. And I do take it back, but it's just something that I do naturally, that if I'm passionate about something and I want to argue with someone, I'm very, very nasty. So the first day when I got there, an ex in I find out that one particular girl is apparently waiting. So basically they plotted this, right? I had no clue, but she was waiting for my ex, that was a very bad ex, to come in because them two are hooking up. And I was like, oh, here we go. Well, you've got the crazy ex here that's got a massive problem with that. And then all of a sudden you've got a massive problem. And there's all this, like, arguing taking place. She refuses to come back into the room with me. And it, I didn't plan for that to happen. It just happens. But... You need to remember production with people like me, who's like the target, they set you up in situations that they know what the outcome's going to be. So I just walk straight into these plots and twists and I'm like, oh, why didn't I just think before I reacted? And that's just always what happens because I know Kayla, Jemmy and Brittany plotted throwing my luggage over and apparently throwing it in the pool at the bar. If I'd known that, then I would have been able to adjust and like digest this situation and think logically what I was going to do when I come home but because it happened and you have seen, I'm I'm walking literally into the living room and I'm like whose fucking stuff is that and I'm like oh well who fucking threw that and I'm taking off my shoes I'm getting ready for a fire I'm like you ain't gonna fucking touch my shit and I'm going upstairs and I'm thinking Katie, what are you doing like that's why I start crying because I'm like no this isn't me I don't want to do this but it happened anyway
0: (laughs) See, that's uh-huh. where they messed up with the footage they showed you, because if you had, you know, seen some earlier clips of the challenge, you'd realize getting your luggage thrown off a balcony is like a rite it's of a passage. It's a thing. It's yeah. actually like getting lifted up in a chair at a wedding sort of deal. It's like a, sort of an, an honor, actually, on this show. So <laughs> by doing that, they were kind of christening you and, and welcoming you into the challenge fold. So you just completely misread it, Kaylee. Well,
2: <laughs> thank you for welcoming me to the challenge family. But I oh. mean... When you damage my shit, like I'm just very passionate about my belongings because I work hard for what I do. And when you want to damage that, you're dam- you're basically taking money off my bank account. So for me, I was just like, I would rather you come at me instead of being sneaky and going upstairs and taking my belongings. Like that was just a little bit childish to me. I've, I'm not used to that. So for me, I was just like, the feud had come literally out of nowhere. Like, I didn't, me and Jemmy and Brittany were cool. So I was like, "Where is this come from? Why are you taking part in this? And then you had Natalie, who was kind of, you know, congregating all of it happening. I was like, this is just really bitchy. And I'd rather just come up to my face and just have it out with me and let's get over it and have a drink and toast to a great night. Like, let's just leave it at that. But it wasn't. And that's kind of what I was more pissed off about because I knew it was not going to end because them girls, unfortunately, you could see that, they are for the airtime. They're for the st- the storyline, the strategy, the planning, the plotting. And I was like, that's not for me. Well, they look bad.
1: You know, I think I think in the end they look. But you know, my my question always was, is like, what was their reasoning? Like, what did you do that <laughs> bad? You know what I mean? Like, but I've had the, some dumb so shit happen some, to me too. But
2: yeah. but that's what I'm saying to you. The plotting behind that it was to create something more so than what I could have ever done to them. Like, it was just to create something for them. It was to create the story. It was to create the big, like, explosion of them tipping over my lunges. It was all them plotting something that eventually would get them a great storyline and more airtime, which it did, but obviously in a very negative way. Because I remember Kayla saying to me, she's having so many death threats and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, it should not never get that deep. But the way that they'd done it was just really evil. I was like, I would rather it be, because it was like four girls against one, so I would rather it be, whoever had the biggest problem come down and deal with it, like Cam was trying to get Kayla, because she was the orchestrator of, of the choir, Cam was trying to get Kayla to come down and face me face to face, but she wouldn't, so I was like, why not in the UK, if we've got issues, we, we just cav it out and then it's over with why is it you're hiding upstairs giggling like a little child in school, I, I don't get it, and that's what frustrated me even more I was like, this I can't deal with this kind of maturity, It's not it's not for me you
1: don't think it was just, like, drunken debauchery? Um,
2: I wasn't drunk, so that's the funniest thing about that. Um, I didn't get drunk From them, because, from them, from them. Yeah, I mean, I've seen Kayla drunk, and I've seen Jemmy drunk, and I've seen Brittany drunk, because, uh, obviously, by this point, it was, like, three weeks in. For me, I was... No, it was longer than that. It was, like, a month in. So, for me, I was, like... I was, like, I didn't really understand where it comes... where the hate had come from. Like, that's what confused me the most... But in my head, I was like, they needed they needed to target someone. They needed someone to be the scapegoat. And I felt like I was that scapegoat for that night. And I don't like to be used as a scapegoat because I'm not someone that likes to be pushed and shoved around. So for me, I was like, you know what? If you want to touch my things and think that that's cool and funny, well, they dealt with a lot of repercussions from me afterwards. So if that's my karma back to them, then great. But I just don't feel like even if you are drunk, in the UK, you don't, you wouldn't really do that. You, ju- if you've got a problem no. with someone that deep, you just go up and square up with that person. I mean, I've had that done to me plenty of times before, and I've done it to someone plenty of times before. So when when that happened and they're running away, I was so agitated because I was like trying to get to them to see what what was up. Do you know what I mean? But then I'm getting held back by fucking Tony, Nicole, like everyone. I'm like, there's no way I'm getting out of this little rat. So. I was like, you know what? I can't, I can't be bothered. I was like, I'm gonna do something in retaliation. It's not gonna be good. I'll get fined. You get fined like 10,000. I can do shit in the UK and not get fined that much in on, on our seasons, but your seasons are the challenge. If you even touch someone, you get fined. I'm like, I don't want them hefty fines. I've come to make money, not paid money. you know what I mean? Like that's not what I wanna do. If I'm not earning, I don't wanna be here. So I knew that my retaliation would cost me money, would cost me another reputation in a different country. I was like, no, I'm out. Bye, see you later. I thought I'd never be coming back to another challenge.
0: Um, wow Derek, Derek's gonna hate this question but I remember <coughs> a, a root of this or seemingly on the surface what they pretended what what it was about was standing up for <laughs> Natalie who like no longer <coughs> wanted you in the room because she found out about you and Johnny kissing earlier you just said that, that really that was just Johnny kind of you know I think you said in the bathroom he, he tried to yeah. kiss you so elaborate on that did you kiss <laughs> him back did he try to kiss you and you push him off because I think a lot of people are gonna wanna know more about that I think Johnny recently a lot of people have been talking about him being pretty forward with the ladies at times so so walk us through that if you do remember it at all
2: yeah no I remember I wasn't really drunk um it was just a normal night. I walked upstairs I, I think was getting a hairdryer walked into his bathroom I grabbed the hairdryer and he went oh Katie come here I've got something to show you and then she just grabbed me and just stuck his tongue down my throat and I was like um I was like, what the hell is this? And he was like, shh, it's our little secret. And I was like, okay. I was like, okay, that's weird. So anyway, I walked upstairs and honestly, I just forgot about it. Like, it didn't mention it to anyone. Um, I mean, kissing in the UK, I don't know whether you know this, but like people kiss all the time. Like, it's not a big thing. I mean, like if you get laid and then you have sex, that's a big thing. But kissing, I mean, I, I kiss frogs every day. Like, it's not a big thing. So I was like, I was like, why, why is this hyped? Like, it's such a big thing. Like, I've kissed him once. and it, I, I can't even tell you actually kissed him back. The tongue was moving so fast. I actually don't think I had time to even kiss him back. Were it you okay, okay
0: with it? I think that's what everyone would like to know. Were you okay with it at the time?
2: <laughs> she just
1: um, said she kisses frogs all yeah. the time. I, mean, I Does she sound yeah, mad Okay, but the, the, the whole
0: the whole he put his tongue down my throat and said, shh, it's our little secret." Is the creepiest thing I've ever heard. I kind of just want to hear the words. I was okay with it.
2: Oh no, I was I was kind of like entertained by it a little bit. I was like, "This is kind of funny." Like okay. I I I didn't mind it. Like I've come from, when you come from a place where. You know, there's a lot of that goes on back home where it's not, you don't raise eyebrows It's not a big thing. Like, where, for that to happen, I was like, oh, he's got a bit of balls. Okay, whatever. Like, that's it. That Nothing, I never said anything to anyone that night. I kind of just forgot about it. And then the next day, I think we went to a beach club or something like that. And I remember Kyle saying to me, oh, do you, what's happening between you and Johnny? He seems to really take a liking to you. And I was like, oh no. Like, I don't know whether you've noticed, but I actually, like, like, like mixed race guys. So, Johnny's not really my type. So, I was like, he's the wrong color for me, for starters. Joss, okay, but he does have a tan. So, let's just put that out there. He's not <laughs> completely white. So, I was like, no, he's not really my cup of tea. And I was like, but he did kiss me yesterday. Like, I was so blase about it, not thinking anything of it. Because, bear in mind, you, you need to understand the whole him and Natalie thing, I didn't get it. Like, it wasn't a thing to me to think, oh, they're going to be, you know, husband and wife or boyfriend and girlfriend one day because on tv nothing is set in stone like everything is just you're in a bubble and the bubble will burst as soon as you leave and even sometimes that bubble is forced or faked because they want to create something so i never actually truly believe anything is real with relationships forming in in, in reality tv so i didn't think anything of it plus like i said i was seeing that lee taking like into females most of the males so i was like well i mean clearly Bananas isn't really a cup of tea either. So (laughs) when I told Kyle, I was, like, very relaxed about it, not thinking it was a big thing. So then, obviously, when this erupted and the whole fucking house exploded on me, I was like, it's a fucking kiss. I don't understand if I fucked him or something, but... Come on, like, do we even not kiss every day? Like, I'm sure Britney and Melissa kiss. I'm sure everyone kisses in this house. Why is this such a big thing that he stuck his tongue down my throat? Like, I don't understand. And obviously, Nelson created a big, whole cool fucking scene about it. Devon apparently said we were having sex in some secret bathroom. I'm pretty sure you know more than anyone else, if we were doing that or sneaking off in any way, shape or form, they would have had that on film, like, 100%. But I can guarantee you, nothing like that ever happened. It was one kiss, which is not consented, but it happened. I didn't mind it, and we moved on with our lives. That was it. Yeah,
1: I I think I I think you know this has been done before, which is why and and on TV, from my point of view, from a, a viewer's point of view, is it, it just that's what it sounded like. It sounded like there was a kiss. Like I imagine like like kids at like a campground, you know, and he just like pulls you in and and 15 year old Johnny decides (laughs) to grab you and kiss you and then like scurry away and nothing happens. No one really cares. And then it gets out just a little bit. So Devin holds on to this thing and wants to use it as like a grenade to destroy people because um, Johnny actually had had done something like this to Kara. Uh, oh, really? Yeah, with his camera, with his camera, with an ex-boyfriend oh. that Cara had. And they ended up they ended up getting the footage from Johnny's banana cam. Oh, <laughs> go with the banana okay. cam. <laughs> uh, uh, a team gets kicked off, and they bring in Cara's, like, on-and-off boyfriend for five years. No. But they're broken up, not broken up. This guy's got, like, tattoos all over his arms. Like, this is why it's really funny that you know she ends up starting to see Kyle. I'm talking about Abram. I, I know Abram really well. Oh yeah, you yeah, know
2: I've 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 heard about this story. Heard I mean, about my, Abrams
1: story. I mean my man my man doesn't just get tattoos. My man tattoos himself. My oh man, my god. My man has a tattoo on his head. You know what I'm saying? Like Oh my god. They bring him in and Johnny's holding on to this bomb. Like like oh. Devin's holding on to this bomb with you, which is Nothing, which is like a smoke bomb, right? Yeah. It's like he, he kissed you in a, before the show even started, made it a big deal. Anyway, so, yeah, I, I always thought that, you know, it, they made it seem more than, than, than really what it was.
2: Yeah, no, 100%. It was more than what it was. And that's why I was so frustrated with Natalie and I was so frustrated with Nelson. And that's where the anger towards Nelson stemmed from was because I was like – this happened before I even knew your name. Like, I didn't acknowledge Nelson when I first got into um, Vendetta's. He wasn't, he's not really my cup of tea. Like, I don't like that pimp, puff daddy kind of look. Like, it wasn't <laughs> me. So I was like, no, he's not my cup of tea. But then Corey was more my cup of tea. So I was like, Corey's kind of wife with Alicia. I loved Alicia. So I was like, oh, I can't really be going there. So I was like, oh, well, maybe Nelson will do. So I was like, let's see what he's about. But that happened like a week after, The kids. So I was like, I don't understand. Like, it's not like I've told you anything prior to me flying out here about what I'd done or who I was with. Like, why is it a problem if this has happened a week before I even got to know you? Like that. And that's why I was so frustrated with the situation. And furthermore, what the bomb was, it done a lot of damage because it was escalated to be a lot more, but it wasn't nothing. And that's why I was like, I'm in literally a playground with kids. Because if this is made a thing, I can't deal with Americans. They're not for me. They take things way too personally. And I literally am the worst person for that because the things that I do back home, you couldn't tolerate it in the USA. Like you just wouldn't. So I was like, no, this is pathetic. And that's why I was so blasé about it that night. I was like, no, this is going to roll over, surely. But I had the whole house against me. Like Kyle was the only person by my side. And I was like, Kyle, don't leave me. They're going to pound for me any second. And it literally felt like everyone, Devin, and- Nelson, like everyone was against me, the whole of the girls. And I was like, this is not okay. Like if this is how you react over a kiss, I don't even know if I was to do something else like worse, than what you're gonna like kill me in my sleep? Like this is beyond a joke. And, and then Sorry, well, well,
1: what's what's funny is that you, Kyle was the, one, the only get person in your corner, and he's the one that <laughs> threw you under oh, the bus. I know. <laughs> I
2: know. And then I have Johnny in the fucking club saying, Kaylee, you've made this up in your head. I didn't kiss you. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> like, <laughs> wouldn't it have been better for me to just deny it? But why? Like, it's just a kiss. We're both single people. If I wanted to sleep with you, I've wanted to fucking sit on your face like what does it matter we're single i like, don't get it and like, it happened I before the show it happened, <laughs> before that relationship. it happened before you knew nelson's <laughs> exactly like just a taste of how possessive he was back then so it gives you an idea of what it was like now right
0: yeah i i'm i mean the the, the part that i mean i'm not even going to go on but the part that stands out <laughs> to me is that this is our little secret creepiness <laughs> that's the part i why didn't johnny's luggage get thrown off the belt anyway because um, he's want, johnny bananas I want to ask you about your you kind of. He's the one that hip- orchestrated the
1: suitcase throwing, by the way.
2: Uh, he. Do you know what's funny about? The, do you know what's funny about the bananas thing? Right, is we actually didn't really have a friendship or any kind of relationship in Vendettas. It only stemmed from the moment we left and we didn't leave each other's side. And that's what's funny. Like everyone thinks that me and Johnny had this secret fling and we were going off together and we we're apparently extremely close, we really weren't. Like that's the funniest thing. I, I didn't. I liked him in Vendetta's, but too much of him gives me a headache. So I was like, there was only so much of Johnny I could take when he was trying to be like, Johnny in in the house is like, he likes to be the person that everyone has to listen to. He tells little stories and, you know, he's got (laughs) all the jokes and stuff. And I was like, I like to be that person. So I can't deal with it when someone else is that person. So I kind of get away from that. So we didn't even have a relationship. And that's that's the most ironic, funniest part about this whole thing. It was only when we left. Okay, when we left, we did like stay in the same room together we went on holidays together like yeah you and Johnny
0: did yeah wait 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 do people know about this
2: I mean I assume so
0: really did you know this D
1: what them hanging out on holiday
0: I thought, what do you mean, I, like going on vacation? You I, thought going on you vacation? And, I thought you and Nelson no, were, <laughs> were, the, were the in-between season fling.
2: No, no. So this was after Vendetta's. So after Mendetta's me and Nelson were like done. Like I mean, well, we, we apparently were, but then he flew, didn't he, from Mendetta's from to here to say sorry. But we after I left Vendetta's, when I left, if you see how I left it, exactly how I left. Like he didn't come up and say anything to me. But only when he was apparently so into me. He, I'm so hurt by the situation. He didn't say bye. He didn't want to explain himself. Now, regardless if it's TV or not, if you actually was having some strong feelings for someone, you would, whether you're on that pedestal or not, you would come down and say, Kaylee, I want to talk to you. Like it. So what if it's TV? Do you know what I mean? Like I would have just been a bit real about that, but he didn't. So I was like, okay, cool, then. I can just walk away happily now, knowing that you're a little bitch, basically. And I did. I walked away. I thought, me and Johnny, I'm here anyway. I'm in Spain. Why not just have a holiday? Like, I've not got a job to go back to. So, let's just hang out. So, we stayed in Spain for, like... like I've got the funniest fucked up videos of us together. Like, it's crazy. Um, Send I think it! Still, I think Send it! Have them. <laughs> Send it so I could use for a promo to
0: promo this podcast. <laughs> well, uh, was it purely platonic? You guys were just hanging out? Did you hook up at all? I mean... Uh,
2: no, we didn't hook. That's the funniest thing. Like, I mean, the first night, he probably killed me. But the first night, he did try. But bless him. He's, it just wasn't going to happen. Um, and then, after that, it was just literally purely platonic. I... I did end up really loving him, like and loving how he was when the cameras went on him, because I feel like when he's on the show, he's Bananas, and then when he leaves, he's Johnny, and I, I like Johnny. Like Johnny's like, my favorite person, but Bananas, he's just a little bit too much for me.
0: New York City. We are coming back to our home away from home. Caroline's on Broadway for our first Challenge Mania Live of 2019. It is Saturday, January 26th for a 1 p.m. meet and greet and a 3 p.m. live show with a panel that between all of them have eight challenge championships. And that's if you include D's, which he insists that I do. But without D's, you still have five. That's right. Three from Kenny Santucci. Two from Susie Meister. And also on the panel, Final Reckoning finalist Miss Marie Rhoda. That's right, New York City zone, Rhoda. If Ja Rule was there, he'd say Rhoda. It's a great panel at Caroline's Saturday, January 26th. Tickets are still available at challengemania.live. Now hear me out. The first time we did Caroline's back in June, our meet and greet tickets sold out in 8 days. Now this time we've put a couple more on sale for you, but they're still going fast and they're almost all gone so do not wait. If you want to do the meet and greet, get over to challengemania.live right now. It's Saturday, January 26th, the Carolines on Broadway, the first Challenge Mania live event of 2019. Susie Meister, Marie Rhoda, and Kenny Santucci on the Caroline stage with myself and the devil's advocate himself, Mr. Derek Kaczynski. We cannot wait to see you guys at Carolines this January. Did you know and like for instance I mean I I you said that they showed you highlights and you saw the thing with Nelson and D did you have any concept for the idea that like Johnny was this sort of larger than life you know kind of character on the show who's done almost every season and, and you mentioned <laughs> no. like him wanting to take over these rooms and have to tell these stories and stuff did you realize that like he sort of feels that way because over the last few years he kind of has become the de facto face of the challenge I mean to you were you just like who is this random guy who thinks he's better yeah, than everyone to, else?
2: to me I was just like everyone in there I have no no clue of the importance had no clue of how long or how many times they've been doing this. And I think that was the nicest thing about going into a different country on a different show was you know if we're like I do shows here and you're already like looked at as the intimidated one because as the one that intimidated other people because you're already on TV. Whereas for me, it was nice to go into a room where I felt like everyone was equal. I felt like I'm going to treat everyone the same. I don't know anyone's, you know, if their value is more important than anyone else's or if they get, everyone gets VIP treatment in Tally. I know this, but I didn't know that that was the situation with Bananas. As far as I seen, I just felt like he was a loud mouth, very overly confident, loved to tell stories. And just love to be like center of attention. That's what I thought about him. I never knew Cara was like this beast. I I never knew Leroy was who he was. Like I didn't know anything about anyone. I only actually learned a lot more about people when we left. And then Johnny was literally going through everyone's Instagrams, going through like what they've done and where they are and how far they've come, if they're strong, if they're weak, if they're a layup, if they're not. Like he was literally just telling, educating me on the challenge basically, which it would have been good to have that before I went into Vendettas, but obviously I didn't.
1: But you went into the reckoning. You went into the reckoning with yeah, that. Yeah, the reckoning. Sort of known. The but reckoning your,
2: was something different.
1: For, to me, it was like an awesome underdog story.
0: And uh, <laughs> well, we can tell it. her we can tell her right now that. So, Kaylee, we're uh, we're going to announce these next week, but we can we can give a little bit of a tease. We're giving okay. our Challenge Mania awards away in a couple weeks and we're announcing the nominees. And you are actually going to be up for comeback player of the year because oh, really? of the way that you came back from obviously leaving in the middle of vendettas because of that incident. And then coming back to Final Reckoning and having, you know, both your partner and Cam partner go out on episode one. Early on, it looked like you might be sent home again, or you know, not by your own accord this time, but you guys managed to make it very far and and almost make it to the final, so kudos to you for that, and you are officially one of our nominees for the Challenge Mania Award for Comeback Player of the Year.
2: I feel really honored, to to, to be fair, that makes me feel really proud, because when I got the call um, to go back, um, they gave me the call quite early, and I think... Maybe to give me a little bit of like a heads up, maybe you want to train to come back this time. But they gave me a heads up quite early on. So I was like, do you know what? The fact that even asked me to come back when Johnny was like, they usually never ask critters to come back. Like, it's not what they do. So I was like, do you know what? I'm going to train. I'm going to train and I want to prove I'm not this layup. That everyone was calling me and I can be somewhat a threat to people without my foul mouth so I was like I trained like five days a week I was like I'm gonna try and swim I'm gonna do this and do that and then when I come back I did come back pretty much fearless and I was like as soon as I knew it was partners I knew I was gonna be partner with Kayla like there was no doubt about that but I'm not one to, like, hold grudges, I am very much, like, I'm dory anyway, so I forget a lot, so half of the foods I have, I've probably forgotten what the food's about, so then I just end up rolling over and just be nice to them the next day, so for me, I was like, it's done and dusted, like, whatever's happened, happened, and we got on, like, a house on fire, literally the very first day, so coming back to me was, I was scared, because I knew that, obviously, all them girls were going to be there, but Karma really has a way of uh, coming back around because literally, I had to deal with Kayla for no more than what three hours. The rest got booted out in the very first challenge, and then Kayla got sent home the next day. So I was like, okay, start fresh for me then, without all my enemies.
1: You want you want to know what's really funny is that you said you haven't you hadn't ran in in twenty <laughs> in twenty years earlier? Yeah. Is is she did the weirdest thing when after the <laughs> the the, the Derek battle went down? It, it, <laughs> We were all done. Like, they were about to announce, like, you know, okay, um, you know, these are the winners. These are the losers. Um, They're about to dismiss us. You know what I mean? The mercenaries are allowed to go home. We're fucking, like, freezing our ass off. Like, I'm all busted up, but I can't move. And she walks down. Who did you walk down with?
2: Uh, I don't think I walked down with anyone.
1: Do you walk down, like... And you, like, looked at me, like, examined me, like, I was, like, some kind of a, like, I didn't understand, because I didn't move, and, like, you just came and just, like, sniffed me like a dog, kind of. <laughs>
2: You were like, <laughs> no but you I need to understand something Derek the way that you performed that night I've not seen anything like it like for such a small dude against Joss I was like this guy is a monster like I didn't expect it from you I was like Joss has got this like this is easy and then I started getting more and more angry because I was like Derek just give up like what are you doing but you were just so passionate and so you know, I couldn't believe what I was seeing so I was like I felt like I'm down and poking you, being like, "Are you real?" That's what <laughs> like, it. That's, human. That's what it
1: seemed like. She walked up like, <laughs> and the you know the production is getting like, it's all set up like TJ standing there like waiting to like announce, and and no one says anything to her. <laughs> like, she walks down like she like owns the place like this is, and just to look at it like it's yeah like it's a statue like is this thing real and like. <laughs> And like I, I, I didn't talk much. I wasn't very like.
2: I said hello, Derek. I said hello, Derek. I said you done really good. Like I, I, I yeah. Yes.
1: Oh, no, we like we like we met. Like we had <laughs> met, but I wasn't like I wasn't very like, open, like oh like like talk like very talkative and like 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 loud and emotional or anything like that or exciting. I was just like I was kind of like uh like like the Tin Man when <laughs> from the Wizard <winter laughs> of Oz. I could only move his mouth at that point. Oh uh, God. But it was just so funny because i never seen anything like it. But I was
2: fant- I was literally like mesmerized by you, like literally mesmerized. Obviously, I was upset as well for the Josh situation because obviously he's my boy. But then I was I was more like so involved in that in that battle that I was I couldn't believe that you was a real person because for me how you didn't give up and how he didn't give up. Obviously, I know Joss's mentality and I know his physical strength, but with you, I was like. I just honestly was I couldn't believe it, so that's why I just wanted to like meet you. And then I remember Nelson getting a little bit jealous because you two had a little bit of a rift, and he was like, "Why are you in sweeten for?" And I was like, "Why not?" <laughs> 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 like, what is your problem? Like, shut up.
1: <laughs> it's funny. What you know? I'm just wondering from from your point of view. Like, what was the what was the most fucked up thing you <laughs> saw happen in that thing, in that in you
2: in your battle? Yeah. Um you, probably right how it, it which I can't remember how long it'd gone on for, but it was hours, but you were still comical about it, like your your personality and you could see it really come through. you was having fun with it, you was being cheeky, you was like still like giving the banter to him during a very physical like battle that mentally was just draining for us to watch, let alone for you to physically go through. And I I couldn't, if you've seen, I couldn't take my eyes off both of you. Like It was just crazy. I would watch it all over again. But that in itself of the Hall of Vendetta is probably the craziest thing I've seen. Like out of the hall of the challenges of everything we've done, that was probably the worst but best thing I've probably seen. Yeah, I, I wasn't, I didn't,
1: sh- I didn't shut up the whole time. I didn't, like, no,
2: was, you kept saying, you, you want it? Come on, like, come get it. And I was just like, what the fuck is this guy?
1: <laughs> and I was, ta- I was like, I would walk by and I'd, like, talk to you guys. I'd, like, motion you guys. Marie yeah, Marie and was I,
2: going, yeah, Marie was giving you so, I, I have to laugh at that crazy girl. Like, she's not well, but it was so funny the way she was going, Jerry, just give it up, you selfish prick. I'm like, what the fuck? Why are you getting so passionate about this? Like it's crazy.
0: Can I just say that what you just said about Marie might need to be a t-shirt. She's not well. It <laughs> was it. You said, yeah.
1: um, <laughs> I thought she was, I thought Kaylee, cause she had already been in the game. So my initial thoughts are she's athletic. She looks looks athletic she's still in the game yeah so then you're like i haven't ran in 20 years i'm like it
2: was my social game like literally it was my social game that kept me in the game like i was fluttering my eyelashes at tony and i would be like no don't put me in (laughs) i would literally just be trying anything to (laughs) try and stay out of elimination and it and it worked like it really did work but i knew Second time round, if you were to come back, that's not going to work anymore because people know that they can just get you out. But then I got told it's the opposite because they'd rather keep a layup in because they know they beat you in the final. So I was like, I don't want to be that person. I want to be a competitor. Like I used to be athletic when I was younger, but... I mean, you just go up and you think, nah, not today. Gym can start on Monday and then 10 years later, I'm like, gym can start tomorrow. And I'm like, nah, it's pointless. I had a high metabolism, fast metabolism. I didn't really gain much weight. And then I think on Vendetta, as I realized how fat I was, I was like, oh, my God, what are you (laughs) doing, Kaylee? Like, work out for God's sakes. And then I thought, no, I'm coming back a better person if I'm going to come back. And I did.
0: Can you give us a, uh, a crash course on your history with the other UK folks that, that uh, got sprinkled into the challenge world at the same time as you? So Melissa and, and Rogan <laughs> and Kyle and Joss and your history with them on, on past shows or relationships you might have had with any of them. Just so our art- because I think um, I think we, we got introduced to all you guys sort of at the same time and I know that you yeah. know rumors fly and people can do Google searches, but for people listening who don't really know, who were you closest with or or had vendettas with going into to the challenge with those folks? Um.
2: Um, so I'll start so Melissa was um, my best friend like literally we were inseparable we unfortunately had fallen out so when we went into series 5 they actually brought Melissa out as like my ex kind of thing because it was the worst ex I could ever have out as like those, someone coming into the villa we had the worst war like the last episode of series 5 All Stars was literally just about us at war it was, it was vile it was an awful argument and we never really made up. I hadn't seen her until I got to the airport to go into Vendetta. It's like, that was the first time i seen her. We had no clue we were both doing it. I had no clue she was doing it. Um, and that was the first time we seen each other. But I think where we knew we were going into an environment, we had no clue what we were walking into. We were kind of like, should we stick together? And I was like, you're a loose cannon. So I don't even know if I want to stick with you because... Melissa, I mean, you've 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 seen what she's like. She is zero fucks given, whereas I like to play a little bit of a safer game to try and think there's paychecks involved in this and I've got bills to pay and I've got shit to do. So I don't want to be the first one out. So for me, I was like, maybe we can stick together. Maybe not. Let's adjust. Let's see the situation when we get there. And obviously we got there and I kind of just clicked with everyone. So I was like, Melissa, I don't really need you, to be fair. (laughs) I was like, you can go off and do your own thing. But we kind of did stick together, but didn't. I have a lot of love for her, but a lot of hate for her at the same time. Now we're cool. But at that point, we weren't cool. Joss, obviously, is my ex, but he cheated on me. Um... So going in there, I was like, I don't know how I feel about this. I haven't really seen him much since. But he was always someone I have a lot of love for. I think I have a lot of love for everyone, don't I? How long did um, you guys
0: date, you and Joss?
1: And was he a, considered your boyfriend? Or was it like yeah. a similar situation at the beginning where you were like, thought no. he was your boyfriend? But- no, 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 no.
2: He was actually my boyfriend. <laughs> I wasn't fantasizing this, so I was dreaming things. Like, he was actually my boyfriend. And he um, he actually cheated on me. But the funniest and craziest thing, how I found out he cheated on me, was I woke up from a dream... And I text him being like, you fucked Vicky, didn't you? And he was like, oh, yeah, how do you know? And I was like, oh, my God. (laughs) I was like, what the fuck? I'm literally Mystic Meg. Like, I'm so psychic. It's insane. I literally have these epiphanies of, like, things happening. And I think this is why I'm so crazy, because then I vision it. And then if it gets clarified, I'm thinking, oh, my God, I'm actually not well in the head. Like, something's wrong. But I visioned it. He admitted it. He... Regretted it. He tried to get me back, but unfortunately, when you cheat on a crazy person, the crazy person forgets. Well, can forgive, but they can't forget it. So it was always at the back of my mind. Like every little niggly argument we'd have, I'd be like, "Well, you fucked someone," and I wouldn't let it drop. So I was like, "It's not gonna work." But then when we went on to vendettas, I realised I missed him as a person, and we there was no like animosity there. Like we were fine. And then Rogan was the guy I kissed on X on the Beach from my first series and he told me how many girls he'd slept with and I was like, get out of the hot tub like. Wait, off wait, wait,
0: wait. wait. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's
2: Rogan. You're talking about our Rogan. Yeah, it's okay.
0: That's great.
2: Yeah, so he admitted Uh, how many girls he'd slept with, and I was, like, kicking off of him. And funny enough, he went downstairs and got with my best friend literally that night. He was like, okay, fuck you then. And went downstairs and started kissing Anita. So I was like, that just sums up exactly how you are as a person. But Rogan, I I absolutely love as my brother. Like, he's the best person in the world. And there was no animosity there. Like, we love each other. Um, Kyle, it's funny with Kyle because... Whereas Kyle comes from Geordie Shaw um, Geordie Shaw hate me <laughs> like there's no question about that like I've got restraining they've got restraining orders against me like it's crazy like they all hate me all of his cast members. So it was always weird it was always weird for me to see Kyle because even he said he was like oh, the girls are gonna be mad that I'm with you because they really don't like you. but it's funny why they don't like me. The, the reason why they don't like me is because on X-Reach Series 2, where Charlotte and Gaz, who were like Geordie Shaw cast members, came into our show to like create more of a audience watching and a buzz and stuff, I looked up to someone like Charlotte because she'd be on Geordie Shaw getting cheated on by Gaz left, right, and center, and girls would feel sorry for her, and I was one of them girls, I was like, she's so relatable, like, I love this girl, I was first one to greet her, blah, 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 bear in mind, I had the guy who I thought was my boyfriend, but in his head, he was a single guy, I had the guy in there basically fucking everything left, right, and center, but this one girl, Charlotte, that came in, I thought, you know what, you're not going to do that, because you're the type of girl that's had that done to you, so you can relate to what I'm going through right now, so then literally later on in the evening, she's in the bedroom and obviously production being snide and very creative says, Kaylee, can you just go grab Jess's suitcase from your bedroom? I'm like, yeah, OK, cool. I go upstairs walks into the bedroom and Adam, who's my ex, who I think is my boyfriend, is fucking Charlotte. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, you hypocrite little twat. And that's why they don't like me. So it's not like I've done anything. They don't like me because of something she's done. So which is really ironic, but it's just a fucked up thing. Yeah, boo that. Yeah, so that's the Kyle situation. I knew him, but didn't know him. Like, I weren't ever allowed to, like, hang out with him or anything because the Jordy Shaw family is very tight, but he had no choice. Like, what was he going to do? Leave, do you know what I mean? So, But we got on, like, a house on fire, and when he actually met me, he realized how sound I am because I am a sound girl. So I was like, this is why it it angers me why all them girls don't like me because one girl who done wrong to me it's just why because I've retaliated to it that it makes me the bad person but that was the Kyle situation and then who else was there it was me Kyle Rogan Josh, and Melissa that's it isn't
0: it yeah I think that's it um, yeah, well, it. that is, it is utterly hilarious and poetic that you dropped that little <laughs> nugget at the beginning of the podcast <laughs> about the guy in the hot tub and then it <laughs> ended up being Mr. Rogan <laughs> O'Connor. Um, yeah, I believe was you was can good. purchase his new calendar today. Um, if you find him on Instagram or Twitter, there's a plug for you, Rogan. Um, let me ask you this. We, we, we have to get to the, the elephant in the room, which is, I think what kind of was, you know, in the middle of Vendettas and the final reckoning was what sort of, we saw play out on the final reckoning, but what really kind of was spawned on social media between you and Natalie, which is Mm -hmm. where you sort of, in an effort, I think, to talk about whether, you know, why you thought her and Johnny were not a, you know, a big deal to you and thus you didn't feel bad about kissing Johnny. You Mm -hmm. sort of went into business for yourself and, and mentioned, you know, some things that, that Natalie took very personally and described as you kind of outing her um, yeah. for being pansexual, as she describes herself, something that she had yet to to tell the masses. I'm sure there might have been yeah. people close to her who knew. You had said that the, everyone in the house seemed to have known, but the Internet certainly did not know, and, and they did after your Comment. So, you yeah. know, I think a lot of people want want to hear you speak to this because there's been a few chances between that and and now some of which between you and Natalie on the show. And then again on the reunion for you to sort of cop to it and apologize and and admit that you understand the, the problem with doing that to someone. And that hasn't really happened yet. So here yeah. on Challenge Mania, I would love to give you the opportunity again. And maybe by talking about it with me and not with Natalie and feeling like you need to necessarily like win an argument with with her you know we can kind of address it do you get why people are upset by it
2: i am i get why people are upset about it of course i do but i think what people also need to understand is what i've seen as a stranger to a stranger in vendettas was someone very comfortable being very confident with another female so if that's something that you really don't want anyone to know You wouldn't be that confident and comfortable doing it with multiple cameras in your face, strangers around you that don't know you and don't know anything about you, who are going to have that first impression, like opinion of you based on how you're behaving. So if something means that much to me that I don't want someone to know, you won't know because I'm not going to show you on TV, off TV, in a private room, in a room full of people. I just wouldn't do it. So my argument like I reverted back to when people are like opportunists, so they create drama and create storylines for that sympathy or for that storyline, for that airtime. I felt like after Vendettas had finished, me and Natalie, we didn't really squish anything, but for the record, me and Natalie are completely fine now. Um, we hadn't really spoke about it, but I didn't know she had anything to do with the suitcase gate. As far as I was concerned, she warned me, She she told me that Obviously, it happened, but she had nothing to do with it. She wasn't involved. She wasn't there. Like, she was just trying to stop them, basically. So, obviously, when I seen that video come out, um, it was like a little clip of what with the episode that we were about to see. I seen Natalie there giggling like a little schoolgirl. I seen her very much involved when she said she wasn't involved. So, I was a bit like... Why do you need to lie to me when I don't mean anything to you? You don't mean anything to me. And all of it over a kiss with a guy when you was in bed with Veronica. So why is it that I'm getting blamed as this person, as a boyfriend stealer, who really hurt you when really that's not the case? And I didn't, in my head, if you're comfortable enough to do that. Why is it that I can't talk about it after it? Because if they had filmed it, which she openly said, but they didn't film it. Okay, but what if they had filmed it and had aired it? What would you have done then? It would have you, Your family would have known from TV. So why, I don't understand. If you, if you really didn't want anyone to know, why would you have been behaving like that? Or why would you be very vocal about it? And, and that was my argument. So when we came clashing in Final Reckoning... I did say to her, something that bothered me about the ganging up was that she was laughing about it and said she didn't have anything to do with it. I would have rather just been honest and just be upfront. I I much respect people if they're just honest about situations and just be like, do you know what? Yeah, I did laugh at it. I found it funny at the time. I was drunk. I was an idiot. I would have been like, OK, cool. You've held your hands up, Whatever. But it was the lie and me being her friend right up until that clip came out. I'm being very supportive of her because everyone hated Natalie, I'm not going to lie. And everyone had a lot to say about Natalie. So when it came to that clip, I was like, it's like you've used me and now that clip's come out, you've done like a whole flip of like now I'm the enemy. But it's what you've done that to me. Like it's not what I've done to you. So then she'd made a comment on Instagram saying something like, yeah, well, clearly Kylie likes to take, people's boyfriends or something like that. And I was like, how is it I've taken your boyfriend when you don't even actually swing that way? So, but that was a natural reaction to me because that's what I'd seen her do. Like she had a shrine of Veronica, uh, like above her bed. Like it was very vocal. It was very open. Nothing was hidden. So it was puzzling to me to think, okay, well, if your family and friends and people don't know, what if they'd aired all of, you know, you kissing Veronica, what if they'd add that? It's that not... A vocal is that not something that then everyone would have known just from seeing it on TV? So I was just a little bit annoyed, and I was not backing down from that because I understand in America you take things like that very seriously. But I obviously I obviously take people slandering me very seriously too over something that is completely irrelevant to the situation that we're actually going into. So I was like, I don't really understand why I'm getting punished and getting made this evil bitch when. If you didn't behave like that I wouldn't have that comment or have that opinion of you or have that to say about you. It's what I've seen is what I'm commenting on if that makes any sense.
0: Yeah, look, it, it it makes sense in the sense no pun intended that that you know when you were there and all of this was in front of you, you know when you did initially put it out there, you didn't even know that you were necessarily outing her to the extent that you found out after the fact you had outed her um so i i do under understand that it's just once you were told maybe not even by natalie but by a lot of people that as you mentioned maybe more so in america than in the uk people take that very seriously and i don't know if any kind of wound up on your desk but i'm sure you maybe heard you know in passing people sharing their stories about it happening to them or why they're scared that it might or or and and why people you know you know for 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 good or for bad, do use incidents like this on reality shows as sort of, you know, a learning ground for how to treat similar situations in their real life. So people watching this show or following you guys on social media who are in high school or just, you know, in a, in a group or something like that might find this now. Oh, well it's okay to do that because I knew or this or that. So I'm just saying like, I I can understand why in the moment you didn't think there was anything wrong with it. And even after the fact, when Natalie's telling you there is You sort of still want to hang on to, but this is why I said it, and this is why I felt like I needed to. But to the other people, so to someone from afar saying, wow, I'm petrified of that happening to me, um, and seeing you do that to Natalie makes me even more scared, what would you say to them? Could you at least say that like this is a learning experience, that if it happened again with someone else, you probably wouldn't put it out there, and you'd make sure, hey, is this something that everyone knows, or that something that you are okay with me putting out there, or would you do it exactly? Exactly the same way again. I think people just want to know, uh, you know, if if going through this experience has taught you anything. It sounds like it did, even in the sense that you said that here in America we take these things very seriously, which I don't know that you even knew that going into it, right? Well,
2: yeah. Uh, no. I mean, go on, Derek, before I no, have my speech. Well, <laughs> yeah. No. It's just you know what
1: it looks like is like she took a shot at you, you took a shot back, and mm. you know it's like if I'm if I'm making out like if I'm making out with the dude like on the show and if if you're hard to hold on to that you know what I mean it, it,
2: so it wasn't so much that it's just for me for me I, I I kind of don't really um analyze people as easy as everyone else I just take things in the moment so in the moment when I met Natalie I absolutely adored her there was nothing I had against her so when the whole kiss happened with bananas, it wasn't that I needed to tell her because, like I said, there was it wasn't that deep. Do you know what I mean? So when that all blew up, you have to bear in mind I'm whether it's it's not like there was no TV crew, there was no people around. It's it was like if you're naturally doing that with a girl, I'm naturally going to think that people know. Like it's not something that I think is going to be a top secret that no one can find out not even the FBI because in my head you're in you're getting filmed so if they actually use this footage then how is it that you really don't want someone to know that you're pansexual or whatever I, I'm i not familiar to that word I don't I've, we don't use it here but if you are that and you didn't want people to know how is it that you're behaving like it then I, I didn't quite get that so when I said it yeah in my head I was like well, everyone knows, like, all the cast knew. I had, the challenge fans are fucking crazy. I'm just going to put that out there. I had <laughs> fans texting me, like, screen grabs of her with her girlfriend before, before Vendetta's filming. So I'm like, if, if it's that much of a serious situation, how is it that you're with a girl and openly with a girl on national television in front of 30 strangers and it's, it's meant to be a secret? It's not a secret because if I didn't initially like you, then how is it that you want me? You would expect me not to think that that's going to be a secret. I'm naturally going to think, well, why are you accusing me of stealing your boyfriend when you're you like a girl? Like, the, and that was my mentality. I was like, why are you accusing me of stealing a guy when you don't actually like guys? Like, you openly said that. So why is it it's a secret? So that's why in my head at the time when I said that I didn't think it was wrong. Obviously now she's giving me the whole speech that no one knew. Uh, To a certain degree, I can't sympathize towards that because if you're going to do it on national television, the whole fucking world now knows. Like, it's not a secret anymore, do you know what I mean? And you can't use the excuse, oh, because it wasn't aired, no one knows. Well, the whole fucking cast and crew know. So would you expect everyone to keep your secret? Like, it's not like you told everyone, oh, no one knows that I'm pansexual, so please don't say anything. Not once did that word come out, not once did that phrase come out of her mouth. So why or why would I think it's a secret? Would I have used that knowing that back home people don't know? Absolutely not. And that's the difference. I would never, like, go in for someone's sexuality if I knew that that was going to be an issue. But to me, it was not an issue because she was open about it. And that's why I did point blank, period, refuse to apologize for something that she was open about in the first place. And then I, I felt like it was getting to a point where it's getting used and used and used as, like, a way to make it sound worse than what it was. And that's why I call someone like Natalie an opportunist. Like she used that opportunity to then create more of an atmosphere. It then went rolled on to Final Reckoning. We left Final Reckoning the best of friends, but then at the reunion, it's still a feud. I'm like, no. I'm putting an end to this right now. I'm not being used as your little scapegoat to have a little feud, to have some airtime. You either like me or don't like me. If you don't like me, expect me to be a cunt to you because that's how I'll be. But if you're going to use me to be nice to me and then want to create a feud or a fucking reunion for like fucking, what, $1,500? Like, fuck off. I'm not about that life. You're either like me or you don't. And that's why she called me and said, look, I want to squish this. And I was like, Natalie, it was squished to me, like, At the reunion, I didn't really get all that energy. Like, I didn't get it. I was cheering for her when I left, when she got into the house. And this is why people need to understand. There's a difference between some cast members that create opportunities to make something and people that are dumb brushes like me who just walk straight into the firing line. And then in my head, I'm like, no, I'm right. I'm not apologizing for something that... If you don't if you can't admit that you created something for no reason or you did behave in a certain way and initially didn't tell anyone that no one knows, no I'm not I can't I, I'm not gonna know that situation is not meant to be aired outside because in my head it's already aired on national television. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, it does. That but I mean, how else is how else would we anyone get that type of information unless we had challenge mania? If Child's <laughs> Day did not
2: exist, this would have never been talked about. because you know, I've never, But that's the thing. I've never talked about it because yeah. I don't owe any of these crazy Natalie Big Brother fans an explanation. Like, Natalie had that explanation in Final Reckoning, and I know you've seen it got heated. I haven't actually watched it, so I don't really know what they showed. But the initial whole conversation we had was it was calm until Natalie started getting a little bit aggressive, being like, well... She she kind of wanted me to apologize for now, which I said I apologize for how that made her feel. I didn't categorically apologize for what I said, because if I'm going to apologize for what I said, that means I believed I was wrong for saying it. But when I watched her behave the way she did, I didn't think I was wrong in saying that. But then how it stemmed from it becoming a big thing. Yes, of course, I apologize for that, because if I'd known that she didn't want anyone to know, I wouldn't have said anything just answer me one question on all the fans listening in now. If they'd aired her and all her antics with Veronica, would I have then been in the wrong?
0: Um, I will say Scott? that... I, well, I, I will say that if it was something that had aired on TV and you addressed basically what we had all seen, I don't think it would have been perceived the same way. And I don't know that if you had then been accused of outing her as many people would have felt that you were what had done that and not the footage that you're talking about. So I do yeah, think well, that, it is, because, that is something it that changes things for sure. Because
1: it would have been, because it would have been, okay, it came out on TV. Then Natalie calls Kaylee. Hey, you, boyfriend stealer. And then Kaylee goes, well, you like girls anyway. So what's the big deal? And then that's what
0: it would have been. Well, it's also the way that if you would put it, look, it's like, you know, I think that, you know, like it or not, Kaylee, when you did post that on social media, there are people probably a lot of them who didn't have any idea who don't like, you know, follow her on Instagram and know about her girlfriend or don't go on Reddit and read that her and Veronica had some stuff that they didn't show and, and really had no idea and did Learn that from your post So in a way you did present That information to people who didn't Already have it I think that if the show Had done that or if Natalie had done That of course you referencing it Wouldn't have been met with the same disdain I think that using it to be honest With you as sort of a comeback in an argument Would be met with some disdain Anyway you know kind of using somebody's Sexuality as a way to say yeah But you do this I think would have rubbed some people the wrong way Either way but yes you're totally yeah. right that if that footage had aired, it would be a different story. I think people are gonna hear that you said you and Natalie are cool now and be thrilled to hear that. Yeah, can, you, can like, you tell us how that happened?
2: We're totally cool now because after so after the argument on Final Reckoning, um, as I know I got heated, I know I was blabbing on and using my foul mouth when we started to get very, very irate. Um, and she ended up going upstairs and she was gonna leave. Like that night she was gonna leave. Um and the next day we ended up going out for a meal and I just wanted to say in front of everyone, because sometimes I feel like with Natalie, when it's a one-on-one conversation, things can get a little bit twisted. So I just addressed in front of everyone at the dinner table who was in Redemption House. I was like, look, Natalie, I don't have an issue with you. And when when things happen to certain people, I feel like it triggers a little bit of an angry kind of sense in someone and with with Natalie, I don't know what it is. The way she retaliates to some things, it just rubs me up the wrong way. And I just felt like the whole out-in thing, I felt like the whole comment thing, the way she behaved and the way that it was then used after, I just felt like it could have got squished so easily, but instead she continued being so upset over Johnny and continued and continued and continued. And I was like, No, like I'm not having this. Like it what I've seen is not. How you were behaving right now, so it doesn't make sense to me. And I said, "That's all I wanted you to know." I will apologise for how that made her feel, because God forbid if I'd known that she was going to be so upset over me having that comment, I would never have said it. I'm not like that heartless. Do you know what I mean? But, but like I said, in the moment, I didn't think I was doing anything wrong, and that's when she finally understood. At that meal, so that's why I was like, now we can brush it under the carpet, and now we can be civil. Like that's all I want. I don't want to continue having a war with you over something that you was in the wrong, I was in the wrong, and I can hold my hands up and say we were both in the wrong. But it's not something that I feel like all the hate that I did take for that situation. Not once have I backed down, because not once do I feel like I need to. I stood my ground based on the fact that all all of the cast members and even Cam tried reasoning with me about the situation and said you know what I can't because you are right what we've seen is basically her openly being with girls so you're not in the wrong but just because they didn't air it to the nation for a fans to see or for people to see that don't know the situation that doesn't make me the bad person because if it was that it was vocal and aired and nationwide on tv what then like it it, it, it was blind it was mind-blowing to me so I just needed her to realize that and she did we brushed it into the carpet I cheered the fuck for her to get through back into the house, which she did, and I was so happy for her. But then at the reunion, I, I haven't seen the reunion, so I don't really know what you guys have seen. But at the reunion, I mean, I was about to say, oh, hi, babe, like, you know, like, I thought we were cool. And then she starts attacking me, and this is what I mean by some cast members being a little bit extra for that call back or for that edit, uh, extracted story in the next season or I don't know to look like you're some badass but for me I was I was puzzled I was like I was so confused with how we're still at war when I swear the last time I, I seen you I hugged you and I actually said good luck and I was your friend <laughs> so it it was mind blowing to me so when she texted me she actually messaged me on Instagram going "Kaylee, can I please speak to you and I really want to address this situation and I probably shouldn't but I just feel like I have to, but um, obviously you've seen that Natalie and Nelson are apparently close in Final Reckoning, right? Mm -hmm. You guys seen that? Quite a bit of it, yeah. So, obviously, but told me that they were in bed together. And then Natalie and Nelson categorically said it's not true. Um, But it is true. Natalie called me to say that it's true. So... You can imagine my reaction to that. Now, bear in mind, me and Nelson. This wasn't, you know, a confused little fling. Like I thought, Nelson was going to be my husband. Like I thought, I was done. I thought I was going to be happy for the rest of my life. Like I was missing him so much in redemption that I just wanted to leave. Like it was, it was a real thing for me. So when Bananas came in and said that, I tried holding a lot of my emotions and thinking, no, don't give the reaction you needed. I stayed calm and collective. He categorically denied it. She categorically denied it. And I forgave and forgot. And I just didn't have anything about it. She messaged me to actually say, and I respect her a lot for this, like, not that it matters now, but I just respect her as a woman to woman to tell me it was. They were in bed together. They They were cuddling. But there was a situation why they were doing that. But for the fact of what bananas were saying was actually true. So you imagine how much grief I got for that for that fucking fucked up kiss six days before I even knew Nelson. To then him doing this, I was like, "So do you get what? You shouldn't get your luggage stored. You should get a lot more than that shit done to you right now because I'm just being made to look an absolute mug." Like, and this is, this was only like a few weeks ago that she called me to tell me this, but he still was denying it to this day. And I just think, I'm glad you've told me now that there's no secrets now that, you know, I've done wrong, you've done wrong. You got into bed with my boyfriend and you know, whatever happened, I'm, I'm over it. Like, I'm not going to hold that against you, but that's something to me that I think I had a right to be angry even then. And I, I didn't because I don't, I don't need to, but That's why she initially called me. And then it stemmed from that conversation to being about, you know, the outing thing. And we were like, you know what? If we see each other again, I don't want to talk about any of this. I'm going to pretend like I've just met you. And that's how I want it to be. And she was like, cool. I just want us to have fun. If we are going to see each other again, which more than likely we will, you know, I just want us to be cool and be how we was when we first met. And I was like, yeah, so do I. She's a cracking girl. I absolutely love her. I just feel like Americans in general take tv so seriously (laughs) that it's i don't really know how to deal with it sometimes and i get the passion behind it but sometimes i feel like just take a chill pill just for a second and just realize that we're there to entertain like it's not that deep like let's not create long life term problems over something that shouldn't be aired really on like Social media and stuff like it shouldn't. And if I had known or if I had any idea of that back then, I would have deleted that comment and I would never have said it. But it stemmed outside of that and it went personal. Like I had, can you imagine how many? I don't know if you know the Big Brother fans are fucking mental, but join them with the challenge fans. Me, I'm lucky I still got, like, any hair left if I was to come to America at that point because I would have been beaten alive, I think, with the comments that I was getting. I had to turn my comments off. I was getting the worst vile, like, send request messages. They were awful. And I was thinking, you don't even know anything that's actually gone on. You literally see 45 minutes of 24 hours. It's crazy. And I just didn't understand it. So when we had that conversation... She said to me, like, she understands me on a level now and we both, like, aired everything out and I was really happy to even just know that little p- vital information, to know that I wasn't actually going crazy. Marie actually was telling me the truth. Bananas, for fuck's sake, is actually telling the truth. And all of that, I was thinking, it's just TV. Like, you know, I mean, my relationship ended anyway. If I was still with Nelson, God forbid he would have had no legs left, but I'm not with Nelson anymore and I didn't need to care about the situation, do you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I know. I, I mean, Scott, when you asked that question, I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> and then and then <laughs> the, the fact that she got the fact that like Kaylee is now sort of like her story is is out there and, and her reasoning behind that. because I can only imagine knowing the Big Brother fans and knowing the yeah, fan base that she has. And, and and the challenge stands. And, and you being a newcomer from the UK, I could only, yeah. she must
2: have been getting annihilated, Scott. I was waking up every morning, because obviously my morning is like their night. So they were going in. And I mean, I must have like about 20,000 people blocked on my Instagram and Twitter combined. <laughs>
0: but right.
2: I, I was getting the worst comments. And I was thinking, Do you know what? Should I just roll over? And I thought, no, like, why should I? I stand by what I believe in. And for me, it was... it. I didn't need to explain myself to fucking Challenge fans and, and Big Brother fans. I've had the conversation with Natalie. The person that I needed to have a conversation with had it. So I'm not giving you explanations. I'm not giving you, like, paragraphs. I'm not going on social media to talk about this. And this is the very first time I've ever talked about any of this, which is crazy. But I just didn't feel like I needed to explain myself to anyone. And I feel like with Natalie, like, obviously, I was getting tagged in some articles from us weekly on in in america and stuff and i'm like this is what i mean the difference between opportunists or t- opportunists or whatever you call them and people that just get on with their everyday life i'm the type of person that just gets on with my everyday life i don't care about once i leave the challenge i say i don't want to i don't even watch it i actually don't even watch the challenge like i don't know what you've seen i don't know what's gone on i literally just look at my updates on Twitter and on a Wednesday morning and think, Oh, okay. That's happened. This has happened. Oh, okay. Oh, more hate. Oh, okay. Great. Why did you out Natalie? Oh, block. Like literally that's my life when it comes to the challenge. Wow.
0: Well, maybe you yeah. can listen to challenge mania every week going forward yeah. and we can download you. <laughs> let me ask really quick. Cause we do have to let you go. Um, I want to know, you know, unfortunately I mentioned that you and cam had such a great run on the final reckoning. You end up going home in that purge, challenge where you're the last team up the hill with the big boulder. Did that feel like an unfitting way to exit this show with, with so many teams getting second and third chances and redemption houses and and Paulie and Natalie and, and everything like that, and not losing actually in an elimination, but in, in a race up the hill, um, or were you, were you okay with it?
2: Um, Cam's going to hate me for this, but she knows the truth. But if I'm honest, I was happy, to leave at that point because i just wanted to go home to nelson (laughs) like that's the god's honest truth but in my head i was like i've had such a good run this season that if i was to be out i couldn't be out to better teams that are already left in here and that's how i genuinely felt everyone that was left in there including natalie and paulie because like forget believe it or not me and paulie literally we speak every day like even now i speak to him every single day we literally get on so well that I was like, all the teams that are left, I absolutely adore them. I think they're great. And for us to come six, because we effectively come six, I was like so happy considering how shit I was in vendettas. If I was going to be out, I would rather it be out in a page than Because when you lose an elimination, I feel like it really knocks your confidence. So I think if it was through an elimination, I would be really beating myself apart. But the fact we just tried to be clever in a purge and try to go the route round and block, Blah, 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 I feel like we were trying to be tactical, didn't work and unfortunately lost us our place. So I felt like it was really graceful to leave in that moment rather than, I don't know, get to another stage and then lose in a really shitty little moment if he was rolled running in a ball or something. Like that ball elimination was just a load of shit. I, I'm glad they didn't play my, um, my Vox Oh, you call them interviews. I'm glad they didn't play my interview from that because I was literally ranting like mad. Like, why the fuck have I trained for five days a week to come back to be rolled out in a ball like a fucking mouse? <laughs> like it was way was the worst. But I'm glad we left doing a physical challenge like that, if that makes any sense, because the challenges were a bit like circus one. Like it was it was crazy.
0: What do you guys call interviews? Vox pops. <laughs> Vox <What>? pops? <laughs> Yeah, Vox Pops. We Vox, Vox Pops. Pops. Well, thank you for, yeah. for joining us for this <laughs> very heck? special Vox Pop here. Kaylee, I got, everyone wants to know, are you open to doing another season of The Challenge?
2: <laughs> um, I, it would have to, I would have to see where I'm at at the point in my life because it's, it's a long time to be away and, it's like, I know people in America live for it, but whereas in the UK, it takes, if you're away for two three months, it takes you like six months to get back into your normal habitat. And I'm, I don't know if I can do that. So I'm just, I would have to see the situation if the money is really worth it, but that's my Godson is true.
0: But until then, uh, fans of yours can check you out if they can find a way on the upcoming 10th season of X on the beach UK. Right. Is that, has that yes. started airing yet?
2: No, it's actually not airing until January. I think it's March. So you will see X on the Beach to USA first and then you'll see and then followed with X the beach, on the Are you on X on the
0: Beach to US as well?
2: <laughs> um, I'm not on it physically, but there, you will see something.
0: Yeah, oh, like, I like the tease. I like the tease. We may or may not have had someone else on the podcast a few months ago who teased uh, something similar as well. So, Kaylee, thank you so much for joining us. We thank really you. appreciate it. Um, you were a delight. And uh, please come <laughs> back and do it again with us sometime. Maybe catch us up and let our audience know what goes down on X on the Beach UK after that airs because some oh, of us out here will be. About able- that.
2: Oh, we are definitely won't? going to want to know Oh, we are that. going to want to know.
0: Great, yes. And a lot of people out here won't have the luxury of seeing it, so maybe we can get it from your perspective.
2: Yeah, maybe we we'll, we can catch up when, when Nelson goes home in in next to UK, and then I'll talk to you about that.
0: Perfect. Yes. <laughs> Sounds yes. good. Well, thank you so much, Kaylee. Really appreciate hey, it.
2: Hey, yeah, thank you. Really
1: appreciate you, you know, just opening up and being yourself. Thank you so much for uh, coming on.
2: Okay, thank you, guys. See you later. Bye. <laughs>
0: know, they say that everything is bigger in texas well that means that we just might have to bring our biggest challenge mania live to the longhorn state what could be bigger than scott and d against ty that's right. Saturday, February 16th. It's Hunter Barfield and Nelson Thomas on stage with Challenge Mania. Get your tickets today at Challenge Mania TX for Texas.com. That's Challenge Mania TX dot com. We are finally coming to Austin, Texas on Saturday, February 16th at the North Door. Get tickets now because they are going fast. All right. There we have it. Kaylee Morris. Um, Say what you will about her. She is an open book and yeah, I t- look, we you know, we got in the in the weeds there about the whole Natalie thing and you know, I, I think I've, you know, made it public where I stand on, you know, issues like that and how they should be treated and, and but you know, she explained herself, you know, she she seems remorseful. You know, even if we didn't say on the reunion, get the apology that that I think some people wanted. Um, Here on the podcast, she did bother to explain herself, what went into her thinking. It seems like her and Natalie have have swept it under the carpet, as she said. So you're going to listen to this podcast and you're going to decide for yourself. But I, I do definitely appreciate how open and candid she was and how she definitely, you know, wears a lot of her actions on her sleeve. And she explained why she said what she said and she claim she did not mean it to have the effect that it did. So, so yeah, I thought, look, we had to talk about that, but we also talked about a lot of other fun stuff as well. And uh, and yeah, what'd you think, D?
1: I just didn't think any of it was going to to go that way, that route. You know, I knew you were going to ask that question, Scott, and I was almost going to text you and be like, "Listen, I know I would know where you stand on this issue. You need to just, you know, give it you know you just need to be be nice about it you Wasn't know what i mean I, I think i was right you 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 were but for me it's like sometimes you do tend to you know when you feel strongly about something which is fine which is completely fair you you can't stop but to defend your 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 point unless you get the answer that you want and i don't think you completely got the answer what you that you were hoping for i think you got complete opposite which was had me laughing i didn't get the um, complete opposite i will
0: say this because <laughs> because i will say it was not the complete opposite in the sense that she didn't come on and just start cursing at Natalie and say she deserved it. And, you know, this. And that. she didn't do that. You know, she even no. said, hey, me and Natalie are friends now. What she yeah. said was, this is what went into me saying it. I didn't say yeah. it with malicious intent. I didn't uh-huh. know it had that effect. And yeah. now I realize this is a large issue for you guys in the States. Yeah. I, I find it hard to believe it's not a large issue in the UK as well. But besides the point, she's pleading ignorance to that, to that aspect of it. She's pleading ignorance to the fact that she even thought this was an example of outing someone. So, you know, I will say, you know, this is a prime example, and I try to make this clear all the time when people talk about us being biased about certain people. It has nothing to do with the people. It's about the action. So, like, Kaylee just came on this podcast for not even part part of it, 90 minutes, the entire podcast. She was a delight. She has an infectious personality. She's very funny. You know, I would love to have her on again. I I have nothing bad to say about her. I still disagree with the fact that to me, when you do kind of by accident stumble into doing something that a lot of people are offended by, I do think there is a way to just kind of say, Ooh, even though I didn't mean it like that, even though I did think that it was completely warranted to put this out there because to me, she was doing stuff right in front of me that led me to believe that this wasn't a, you know, a secret part of her, her uh, personality or, or her life, you know, even if that's the case, you say, "Oh wow, look at all these other people who have nothing to do with Natalie or myself in the real world who have been affected by this. Maybe I should just kind of apologize." That, you know, that is certainly the way I think someone should handle it, but I don't think she's at this point, at least on our podcast, I don't think she was disrespectful about how she sort of, you know, explained her actions and why she didn't necessarily feel she needed to apologize for doing something she thought was wrong. So so in that sense, I can disagree with the what she did, the action, whether she did it by accident or not. You know, I can disagree with that fact that it obviously affected Natalie. It affected a lot of people who were presented with this issue via social media when they read about it. But I still can say she seems like a, a delight of a person. She was a great guest. She answered every question openly and honestly. I don't think she was trying to put one over on us. I don't think she was trying to like put Natalie in her place. I don't necessarily think that she has some some weird agenda here. I, I do feel like she felt like she was kind of thrust into this issue and made the, the poster girl for something that she do, honestly in her heart doesn't believe she did. I don't think she thinks that she outed Natalie because to her her and the people she was with seemed to have thought this was something everybody knew. The problem is it wasn't, and once you find out that it wasn't something everybody knew, and once you find out that you just told a large segment of the population about this, maybe take a step back and say wow, did not realize the power of of social media and the fact that I was putting this out there. I'm really sorry to anyone that's affected. She's not necessarily doing that. So she's not doing the opposite D of what I was expecting or what I was looking for, but she, she certainly did not, as you said, like, you know, dive full head on into, uh, an apology, but I'll take it, you know, because yeah, w- we don't need to tell people what to say and what to do. We can only give no. them the platform and the opportunity.
1: Yeah. And, you know, she's just telling her side of the stories and that's, that's fine. Like, you know, we're not here to, you know, you know, like this whole, this whole challenge, reality TV, social media world is, is it's bonkers. Okay. And sometimes these cast members just want to live their lives. And like, just, you know, say things how they want to say them and not thinking about how it is going to now affect all of these people, because they're just one person. But thousands of people are watching them and watching their statements. So now, as opposed to something that they would say and like, say, an argument that's not on TV, you know, it, it, it you know, they're, now have to think, rethink how they're going to present this. You know what I mean? And when it comes for a, a, to a tit-for-tat, you know, verbal assault argument, back-and-forth thing on social media, we've seen it with a lot of cast members. They go back and forth, and then 30, 40, 50 people chime in on it, picking a side. I think, you know, the reason why you asked this question is because it had – even a bigger effect on a larger scale because now you're bringing in the Big Brother people, the challenge people, you know, the Kaylee fans, the, the you know, the, the people who want to chime in on it, and it just becomes this like insane firestorm. Well, you know it was mean? an
0: issue that 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 MTV felt obligated to put as a tag at the end of the episode. It's never okay to out someone. This is that you know. So I didn't I, remember. I didn't as I, didn't I, I mentioned that as I mentioned all the time. I realize that we are talking about a show that collects 20- and 30-year-old, sometimes 40-year-old people who are maybe good at athletics, maybe look good in a bathing suit, certainly like to consume alcohol. They're casting you for certain reasons. They're putting you in a fishbowl, and we get to watch you on TV. And when you guys mess up, say the wrong thing, do the wrong thing, et cetera, like it or not, though, based on the amount of people that watch these shows... It is a learning experience for people sitting at home. It is for a lot of people the first time they're faced with any of these issues. So, for instance, like it or not, Kaylee, Natalie, anybody involved in this, for a lot of people, I guarantee you this was an education process for that the idea of outing someone was even a thing, let alone something to avoid doing and something that can have repercussions for that person or anyone involved. I think there's a lot of people at home sitting watching this or sitting reading this on social media who thought, well, wait a minute. If I say, see a woman kissing another woman, am I not allowed to just put it out there that I think that she might be a lesbian? Like There's some people who think that that is okay and just are ignorant to it. They're not trying to be mean. They feel like if I saw something, isn't it my right to then put it out there for the world? And and the difference is, and the reason you put the tag at the end of the episode and why, you know, Natalie's explaining in detail on social media why it's not okay to do that is because you don't know what's going on in that person's life. It's their right to decide who has that information about them and when. And they don't need to be, you know, have to come out and publicly speak about it. Whether you're a a reality star who goes on TV or social media and has to speak about it, or whether you're just a person who lives in a small town who goes to a high school who now has to explain to their best friend or their teacher or their parent or whoever that why they've been, you know, maybe keeping something from them or decided they don't want to share something with them at that given time. It's their prerogative. It's it's a very personal thing that is an individual's right to decide when they share it with anyone. Whether it's the internet, which is like the epitome of when you should be able to decide when you share something, or whether it's even one person. So... You know, it's one of those things Kaylee is included, obviously, in this body of people where people aren't just born with this knowledge of how to handle these situations. You know, a lot of us over the last 20, 30 years learned about a lot of the way to handle these situations by watching you guys on the real world road rules, the challenge, mess up these situations. So you sit back and you're like, you know, there's probably a lot of people. I don't want to name any names, but there's probably a lot of people who watch some of you guys you know, say certain things, handle certain situations, you know, treat people a certain way and saw the reaction to it. And we're like, Oh, good to know. Maybe I shouldn't do something similar. So this is just an example of that. I did you know, I'll tell you this. For the most part, I she didn't just come on our podcast and you know, and I hope we don't get accused of, oh, she got off the line and we started talking about it behind her back. No, this is our this is our epilogue to the podcast. We're discussing how it went. I thought it went well. You know, you said, Oh, I didn't get the answer I was looking for. You know, it was not just a a clean, oh, you know what? I I realize now that I shouldn't have done that. I'm sorry to everyone it affected. Sure, it wasn't that. But it also wasn't the other thing, which is she deserved it, and I I was out to get her from the start and this and that. She did explain yeah. a little bit of why at the time she didn't realize the, what it was doing. She didn't realize she was telling everybody this. Um, and so, look, I still don't agree with it, and and I although I do understand that ignorance played a part in her doing it specifically. I do think that I. People who have witnessed this and followed this story probably now understand why you can't do something like that. So some good has come of it. So it sounds like Natalie and her are in a good place, which is, you know, all I can ask for at this point in regards to this situation. I certainly can't tell Natalie how to feel about it. So if she is okay with Kaylee, then great. You know, that's lovely to hear. I think a lot of people will be happy to hear that. A lot of other great stuff in this episode, D. So um, I'd love to have her on again. Hopefully she remains a part of the uh, the challenge world here. Seems like she's going back to do some more acts on the beach where she is a legend over there, it sounds like. And in the UK, one thing I did take from this story that I know you enjoyed in a sick way as well, Mr. Mark David Chapman, is you uh, when she goes... I got kicked off big brother for threatening to stab someone. And then the next week I got a call from the challenge saying, Saw you on Big Brother. Would love to have you on the challenge. Isn't that an <laughs> eye-opening look at how what these folks oh, are looking for? If if anyone's trying out for real
1: world, because that they're they're casting now. I don't know if you guys have seen the flyers, but they're definitely casting now. Um, this is this is the model. This is the model you want to follow. Okay. Do what Kaylee does. Don't um, you know, don't have a filter. Um, don't think before you act and, um, have fun doing it, you know, cause it doesn't seem like anything she's doing is like, it's like once, once you piss her off, she's just like flying off the handle, you know what I mean? And she says, you know, she's not going to hurt anyone. She's not going to physically get, you know, get, get into it with people. And that's what, you know, essentially I think is, is the vo- verbal assaults the vo- verbal altercations is sort of like where much of the challenge is leaning towards as far as casting goes. You know what I mean? Cause they don't want their stars to get kicked off necessarily. Right. You know what I'm thinking? But a nice verbal assault, a nice verbal spat, you know, where you could say boyfriend stealer. And then all of a sudden, and then the next comeback is like that hundreds of thousands of people, you know, wanting to, de- you know, destroy you. You know what I'm saying? That's, That's what that's what happened. You know what I mean? Like something that little, like Natalie may have, you know, it may have just been like one of those like punches to the shoulder, like eh, boyfriend stealer. And then all of a sudden this one comes back with boom and then boom. And, you know, I think that's. What the typical cast member is. I
0: am looking forward to having Natalie on the podcast soon to talk about, you know, get her side of this, obviously, and also hear about her experience on the finale. And, you know, she and I have been Texan will probably make that happen early in the new year. Um, yeah. So uh, some news we promised to share here at the end of the podcast if everybody's stuck around. We are going to be coming to Chicago for Challenge <laughs> Live in the first part of 2019. It will be Saturday, February The 9th, so the week before we hit Austin, we're coming to Chicago. I'm not ready to tell you who the guests are yet, but it is going to be bonkers. You know what? Maybe I'll give you a little taste. Melinda Collins will be there in Chicago. So get excited. One of our favorite guests who's joined us on the Patreon podcast, also over here, the host of The 8th Sin over on iTunes will be our podcast. But that's not all. That's just all I'm giving you right now. Maybe we'll release more info. It's in just an appetizer, that's just an appetizer, although it's a mighty tasty appetizer. Melinda's one of our favorite guests. I'm going to um, call her. A, that's just a cheese stick. It's just a cheese stick. We uh, we have an exciting podcast for you guys next week, December the 26th. We'll be launching our Challenge Mania Awards nominees. Susie Meister is our guest. Susie, who will be joining us at Challenge Mania Live New York City. Tickets available at challengemania.live. That's on January 26th. We're going to break down every single award with Susie. get her thoughts on the year that was another one of our favorite guests. Haven't had her on the podcast in almost a year here, D. Um, but she did join us in Brea at Challenge Mania Live with Sarah, and then she will be joining us on September. Why do I keep trying to say September? I guess because we did Bray in September. On January the 26th with Kenny Santucci and Marie Rhoda. Meet and greet sold out, but still general admission tickets available for that. Saturday, February 16th. That's right. Austin 216. It's going to be myself, Derek, and the Young Bucks. Nelson and... Hunter. If you want to get down to the meaty greedy, as we say, you got to be there at one o'clock. That's when the meet and greet is. 3 p.m. live show at the North Door in Austin, Texas. Very fun venue we're working with for that one. Um, D, got anything, uh, got anything else before we let everybody go? I know you want to say something about Shane and the shirt that he rocked over at, uh, the, uh, at the, the wedding special, the well, uh, Shane well, tank top.
1: Well, I don't know if you saw uh, Ricky. Shade. I don't know if you saw R- R- Ricky in the... Uh, the, with the shirt off in the club mm-hmm. on the blow-up dial, mm-hmm. right? Well, the next morning, we were all making breakfast, me, CT, Ricky, and Shane. And Shane was wearing the shirt, mm-hmm. the Challenge Mania Shady Shane shirt. And I was just like, oh, my gosh, he's really doing it. You know, cameras are around. He's just, like, loving it. Loving his Shady Shane shirt. Um, Something I couldn't do. But we're going to talk about it on the Patreon, right? Hopefully, Johnny Hickey will join us again and um, we can give you the inside scoop on what happened at the wedding. And yes, patreon.com slash challenge
0: mania. We'll get you some more thoughts on the wedding special. We'll also uh, be letting you know how to vote for the challenge Mania awards, beginning on the day after Christmas. Christmas is over, but that's when our holiday begins here on challenge mania. All right, everybody, enjoy your weekend. Thanks again to Miss Kaylee Morris. Let her hear it. If you heard her on the show, maybe change your opinion of her or just found her to be utterly hilarious. At kmorrisx Morris X on Twitter, and uh, I should tell you where to find her on Instagram as well. She on Instagram is Kaylee Marie Morris X on Instagram. And let her hear it, folks. She was uh, super nice to hang out with us five hours ahead, time difference wise. So coming to us all the way across the pond. Thank you, Kaylee. Hit us up on Twitter as well at Yeager. He's at DerekMTV. Subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. We appreciate you guys all so much. Thank you. Yeah, yeah.
1: Okay guys, well, unfortunately for you, this thing's just down here on Talent
0: Mania. So, uh, take care of yourself and I hope you see you in the future.